Recorded live. Thank you. 
Pastor listen here, you man, with an Armageddon plan. Derailed on railroad trains. Wants to kill all the Jews and a lot of wiggers too. He has a psycho and non-wigger brain. Martin had one beloved on his mind. Poor grandkids on the brain. Destroying dogs on his eyes and feeding all dog lies and putting dog Babylon in his grave. Was on any weekday night when two fly that they tried. He pissed on damn kind claims. And the weirds that were the shop, them stupid fucking loud. But Pope Marty done hits that what he aims. Martin had a wife, he loved all his life. Poor grandkids, they are so brave. Destroying dog caught his eye, and facing off dog lies, and putting dog Babylon in his grave. It was on any Wednesday night when the pastor is at home talking to my family tree. When along came dirty Jew and a zogling or two, thinking they's ass whooping necessary. Martin had a wife, he loved all his life. Four grandkids, they are so brave. Destroying Zog caught his eye and fishing on Zog lies and putting Zog Babylon in his grave. Well, the asphalt holds they when they hear a pastor's depth. They wonder why he don't fucking lie. It was dirty pisser possums and all the Satan's answers that want to take him down on the fly. Martin had a wife, he loved all his life. 
Martin had a wife, he loved all his life. Four grandkids, they are so brave. Destroying Zog caught his eye, and pasty off Zog lies, and put Zog Babylon in his grave. Greetings, Zogleg, Wigger, and Bad Zaz, across the road. That's Zog Plane here in the open air Coast to Coast Stunhouse. We call Zog Babylon the third and the final, but the show, as always, is aimed at the lost and the found sheep of the house of Israel, ye chosen seed of Israel's race, ye who did hear Christ's call. Greetings. What is this, episode number 261 of the Movement Tour, 261 of probably closer to 600 or so? Maybe even over 600. I don't know. It's quite likely. <laughs> anyway, uh, tonight is the 25th of January, 2015. And let me see here. Uh, I'm looking at the chat room. Uh, it looks like we just have a comfortable bunch of tards here. I'd like to thank Nimbusters for trolling the crap out of Finkelstein, Rabbi Finkelstein, and old brother non-Aryan last night. I'd like to thank you for doing that here. Now, you didn't do it because of me, though. You know, let's just be, let's just be, oh, well, just look at the way it is. It wasn't because Nimbusters loved me so much here, other than as a source of amusement and entertainment and fluctuation. But rather, but rather, it's because, well, them buster tars are them buster tars, and they don't want to see a Jew boy, you know, like Finkel should be getting away with nothing. So anyway, I want to thank you, them buster tars, who trolled the crap out of Rabbi Fink last night. Uh, Friday nights, Friday nights, when old Finkel is yapping about Paul, it's pretty, it's pretty well boring here. But you have this uh, other mamzer here named Brother Non-Aryan, he was he was he was going to ask the mouth of Finkelstein. <laughs> so I was to a little bit of it last night here. Uh let's see. Uh I think Friday night I went I went and picked up some cinder blocks. Uh you know. What what happens is if I get a you know, I get a deal, I'm buying a whole bunch of cinder blocks. And let me see, the other day I was uh, taking, I was taking my grass clippings and leaf clippings, something like that, and I was tossing around the compost pile. Planted a few, tried to plant a few walnut seedlings here. I go down there and get. There's this tree right on the property line between me and you know my you know the hovel and half of the house I own with old Pigook, and I picked them big nuts. The, you know, had especially big walnuts here. About two and a half times the size of an ordinary black mullet tree here. Got some big nuts. And uh, pretty well, I kept the big nuts in a pail, and I planted about, oh, seven or eight of them here. So I want to essentially grow them big nuts, them big walnuts, uh, plant them, you know, plant them uh, you know, in replacement of elm trees. I don't have much use for elm trees. really don't here. They're... Uh, 
you know, their uh, wood gives off more creosote. Now, if you want creosote, you know, in a stove, go ahead and burn them up here. Uh, blushing carcass to you here. <laughs> I don't think so. Hello, Dembski. Uh, I keep on wondering where old, when old Dembski, I mean, Dembski is one of the few, one of the few Jew boys who admits to being a Jew boy. And Dembski, if you want to call in, that's fine here. In any case, uh, I got last week, well, more than that last week, I got, oh, toward the end of the week before last week, I got, you know, a letter from, you know, this uh, law firm here, which is defending the stupid piece of shit named Terry Neff here, who's essentially is, is an idiot. And pretty well, he's claiming, I've never heard of this, but uh, Guardian Ad Litems here have, you know, have uh, immunity, according to him. Now, I was expecting for Perigo and Selby to hear about how they have immunity, you know, absolute, complete judicial immunity. Well, you know, you have this Missouri Attorney General, you know, yapping, and essentially this guy's a tard. And he just waves a thing about, as a judge, I have absolute immunity. Well, no, in the case of Selby, he doesn't, because Revised Statute of Missouri said that he was supposed to not be on this case here. He has insisted, oh, I think I have the right. I think I can go ahead and handle it. No, that isn't what the law says. The, state of, the law of the state of Missouri Essentially, it doesn't say anything about you saying something about it. Essentially, you're supposed to be kicked off the case. You don't have any lawful jurisdiction. So, therefore, you don't have any lawful immunity. You have essentially decided to seize jurisdiction when you do not have jurisdiction, according to this law, which you had sworn an oath to uphold. And the circuit, presiding circuit judge will not, will not, make you obey the law, which he's supposed to uphold as well. So essentially, neither one of these judges have any, quote, immunity because they do not have jurisdiction. Let's say these people claim, you know, these people claim they have jurisdiction here. Right now, I'm I'm looking at this thing to, essentially, on the 7th of February, you'll have these people essentially spend $95 or $75 you know, per each and 150 for per couple to essentially, you know, support this, quote, children's haven, children's-haven.org of Southwest Missouri, where they steal children. They have these, quote, therapists, and that's what happened with mine. And, folks, as far as I'm concerned, anybody who goes ahead and pays money to steal white children, they need to die. And their family needs to die. I mean, I don't really care what excuses they use for essentially doing evil. You destroy a white family, the only way that you are going to pay for it is with, well, your children's and grandchildren's testicles and ovaries. People, people say, well, you know, how, if you sterilize them, how will you, how will you go ahead and use them? And the, you know, the answer is, is it shoot, whoops. We have plenty. We have plenty of white embryos here. We can make some more here from eggs, from sperm. And folks, I have said, you know, what, 
a decade ago on my little manifesto? He said, what we need to do is we need to understand those people who claim that they are in power and misuse that power, essentially they need to be treated as less than animals. And their children as well here. You destroy their family, we're destroying yours. I've been I've been going ahead. One of, one of my history, you know, my favorite biblical history is the time of Elijah when he's fighting with Ahab, and how he says that all of Ahab's family would be exterminated. Those who those who died out in the uh, in the cities would be fed to the dogs, and they were. Their heads were cut off, and their bodies were sent to Naboth's former vineyard, where the dogs had a feeding station. Those who managed to make it out in the woods, why, they were put to death and they were eaten by the birds. But anybody who sided with them people were also died as well, you know, were also killed as well. That's why you have King Jehu or General Jehu essentially writing this letter to the elders of Shechem saying, okay, you have 72 sons of Ahab, you know, either, you know, give them to me or fight me. Pretty well, the elders, you know, Ashikim said, oh, good Lord, he is, he's gone ahead and killed. He's gone ahead and killed two kings already. He's gone ahead and killed Jehoram, who was Ahab's son, and he's already gone ahead and killed the king of Judah, who was married to Ahab's sister, or his mother was Ahab's sister, or something like that. He's already killed two kings. We're not able to stand, so they... Well, they went ahead and gave up the 70 or 72 kids, children, sons, Hawaii. Okay, someone says they have to pee, and I'll, I'll go ahead and take care of that in a little bit. You got to wait. In any case, I'm going to go ahead and talk for about another 10, 15 minutes here. Anyway. There was no talk. There was no talk about their innocence. You know, you know, regime criminals and their children. Why they? You know, you can't be mean to them. And the answer is no, folks. An ordinary criminal was executed if he did something executed. I mean, if he did some minor shit here, he would get what? You know, he might get flogged up to forty less one, which is Moses' punishment here. But for capital, you know, for ordinary criminals, there was no, you know, there was no extermination here for the entire family. But for regime criminals, the penalty was is that the entire criminal family would be put to death. They were, you know, because with their treason, they were going against the entire house of Israel, the entire people of Israel. So as a result that bloodline needed to be severed and that bloodline needed to be you know, destroyed. And if you, as an ordinary Uyghur, got involved in the ancient regime when it was time for it to be overthrown, you and your family could be put to death. Essentially, it, it, it meant that rather than what's going to happen now, what's going to happen soon, is that rather than what? Ten 15, 20, 30, or as I believe, 90% of the population dying because of the crimes of their ruling regime criminals, their treason. Essentially, the whole purpose was to make the the cutting off, the severing, the essentially the 
taking off of the scum off the top at you know limit to about one, maybe two percent. Like my hero Felix Chinsky did here by rounding up all the police here all the way up to the czar. Why, old Vladimir Lenin said, oh, how am I going to save my revolution from counter-revolutionary parasites? Iron Felix says, well, hey, make me your policeman. I'll deal with it. Well, we have 100 million, we have 100 million in the Russian Empire running across eight time zones from Vladivostok to St. Petersburg, a vast inlined empire which takes eight time zones a third of the entire world. And when it's, when it's, you know, what happens is that when it's 8 o'clock, when it's 8 o'clock in St. Petersburg, it's 4 p.m. in Vladivostok. One third of the globe, all across the Russian Empire as a whole. They didn't have any foreign colonies, but in any case, it says, look, let me... Let me go ahead and deal with, you know, at most 1%. And actually, in the 19 months, what he did is he put to death, what, 250,000 in 19 months as head of the Cheka? He just simply round them up, torture them. They confess. He sent their families to a death camp here. You know, it wasn't, really wasn't a labor camp. It was essentially a place to put these people to death, their families. Essentially, it was what, you know, 250,000 here in 19 months? Well, that's about a quarter or so, 1%. The very top layer of scum just simply, you know, just like a bunch of, well, scum at the top, you just simply do it. But folks here in America, why only, I'd say, less than 25% of the critters are actually white. Muslim mamzers, you know, some sort, niggers, beaners, whatever. So when this great tribulation comes in, the purging isn't really, you know, I mean, it isn't really cutting off the head of the serpent here. What it is is cutting it off here at, oh, right around the ankles. That's all it is. That's, that's all it is. I mean, this is going to be coming up the most blood, you know, bloodthirsty fighting ever. And so I, I go ahead and I look at these critters here. They're colluding with my brother. I might, you know, I think, you know, I think my brother actually was colluding with this idiot Terry Neff. I believe he went ahead and screamed at Terry Neff, and Terry Neff has the brains of a well, a retarded, retarded, fat, idiotic jack weasel. And so he said, "Oh, you don't have to bring her down here. Well, don't worry about don't don't worry about bringing her down here. Hell, just go ahead and embezzle our state." And you know, essentially, it meant you know, it meant my mom's death here. Five days before she was supposed to show up. You know, Mike made damn sure here that she didn't have to come back to Missouri alive anyway. So I'm looking at these people, and it occurs to me that Terry Neff's father is you know, easily worth what, probably about twenty some million dollars or something like that, about ten times what my mom's worth, mom's estate was worth. What would be wrong with appointing a guardian ad litem 
our revolutionary character is gelding and skinning here. Well, pretty well depriving the families of the fathers and mothers of regime criminals and pretty well just confiscating their estate. Now, I've been reading stories about what happened at the very late Roman Republic, and you know that Augustus Caesar was responsible for having Cicero murdered. That was one of the critters that Cicero, that Octavian had to give up because, you know, Cicero had, you know, talked a bunch of shit about Mark Anthony and this bitch named Fulvia, you know, who was his wife at the time and told bitch here. I mean, he was humping Cleopatra, too. I mean, Mark Anthony was humping about everything which had a pussy, you know, in ancient Rome that would have him. But in case... In any case, uh, Cicero was put to death at, on the order of the second triumvirate. And so was a lot of them because, hey, they had to find a way to mount their civil war to go against, to go against what was called the liberators, the ones who had murdered Julius Caesar on the 15th of March, 44 B.C. So for, let me see, about, essentially for 100 years, Rome had an ongoing civil war. Ever since Tiberius Gracchi, who was trying to essentially try to save Rome by saying, hey, guess what, you crooked old senators, you don't need to take all the land up and leave none, none for our soldiers, our legionaries who we need to fight Rome's war, we had we'd you know, we'd conquer the Carthaginian Punics. We you know in the Punic War, which was the Phoenician War, the Canaanite War. You know the Roman Israelites had you know had an antipathy against the Carthaginians, you know essentially who were essentially Sidonian Jews, and they destroyed Carthage. At least they destroyed it as, you know, not as a, well, not as a people here, but they destroyed it as a government organization. It was a mercantile society. It was pretty well the last functioning of, say, the Sidonian, you know, Canaanite Jews. The major Jews have been Ashkenazi, a.k.a. Khazar, Hittite, a.k.a. Khazar, you know, Ashkenazi, Khazar, Hittite, you had the blonde, blue-eyed Jews, the Amorites, and you had the Jews which did it at retail here, a.k.a. the Canaanite Phoenicians. Later on became the Carthaginians here. Now listen to what Fink says. But in case, you had both bloodlines you know, essentially being saved you know, at the time. But moving on, Moving on, right now we have a we have pretty well we have traitors here. My own brother, my own brother, he is very secure. But these judges, who destroyed my family? Well, hey, he's going to go ahead and get out from trial. He's going to get out from having to do anything. And I'm trying, I'm trying to go ahead and explain to him is that it's up to me to forgive him. Me, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. I mean, you know, shoot. Maybe let him get away with murdering my mom for in turn here, essentially thinking out Terry Naff and 
Kevin Lee Selby or something like that here because then, well, hey, it's up to me to forgive him or Christ, but, you know, me, you know, as, as part of a political thing here. And folks, what is wrong? What is wrong if these people are claiming because they are in power that they can do whatever the hell they want to? That means there is no rule of law. It's a matter of power. That's what anybody in the bowel movement ought to think here is don't worry about rule of law. Worry about power. What needs to be destroyed are the Jews who are running the Whiggers and any of the Zoggering, Whigger, and Mansur ass clowns that get in your way. Go ahead and destroy them. Treat them as less than sub animals. They should know how to behave here. They should know not to get involved, but they don't. Got to laugh at all these idiots. USA, USA, USA. Oh, you know, I, I was looking at a little bit of the, you know, Miss Universe contest here, and guess what? There was some sort of beanerist called Sanchez, who was supposedly a little cork-eyed, shit-skinned mamdress, who was part of the USA here. Probably less than about third. You know, the, the standard for female beauty is blonde, blue-eyed women, young women. Don't even have to be virgins here. They just can't be married here. I mean, I don't see why we make a big deal about having legal or illicit dick here. But in any case, you know, I'll look at some of them here, and it says to the Jewess of Ray with some sort of beater. So I think named Sanchez, and she looked like a, you know, a mamsress here. And that's what, that's what won the, you know, Miss America contest or something like that here. So anyway, uh, you know, Waxy said to something, Miss Venezuela or Columbia won here, and she was some sort of mongolist too here. No, no big deal here. A lighter colored mongolist here. Probably lighter colored, I think, than Miss uh, Jewess or Ray here. But the point I'm trying to make, you know, point I've made here, you know, this show, it's going to be five years Exactly five years on seventh of February two thousand fifteen. Start on seventh February two thousand ten. This is no longer about what go, what's going on in the CI dentistry or even the bowel movement, but rather what it is about what's going on all across the Zogland, all across the globe here. And the point I'm trying to make is that sooner or later, Zog Babylon is going to collapse because there's not enough white people running it at all. It's just Mamsers, Mongols, Jews. Now listen to Dewey Tucker, and he's right. There is no way to essentially beg a parasite to stop taking everything it can because other parasites will take more. So essentially, there's nothing really left here. It's just simply, Zog Babylon is just simply a walking cadaver, which hasn't fallen apart yet. You know, pretty well like Kill Bill. I don't know if you've seen Kill Bill on the second thing here. This little Uma Thurman had gone ahead and done this here little psychic touch here, and old Keith Carradine was walking about five, you know, before five steps he dropped dead here. That's what Zog Babylon is. He's already got the little touch, the little touch of Kill Swell. Essentially, all it's doing is just walking a little bit, 
just walking a little bit here and repent five steps within 30 seconds, it will be gone. And there won't be anything more of us here. Folks, don't worry about the chaos because chaos is, you know, don't worry about lawlessness here. Folks, my endeavor has been to just, you know, I mean, essentially justify the inevitable the great tribulation to where pretty well 90% of the zoggling population dies. And of that, 90% of the Uyghurs. At the very end, we set up, we set up a 10,000 warlord sea in which there's no warlord sea bigger than what is now known as a county. There's 3,500 counties in America. Shoot, I thought that Newton County could be divided up into two or three counties here. And Seneca, what's left of Neosho, Diamond, and then Granby. And what's left is we just you know, essentially we don't you know, we don't recognize any lawfulness of any police or any lawyers or any judges or any politicians. And essentially they're gonna be skinned out, them and their spawn. And what left they got here, we're gonna take here. That's why I like the walking dead here. Anyway, folks, I need to take a break. Take care of Roxy because she's moaning and bellowing that she has to piss, and we'll be back in a few seconds. Until then. Hail
Ryan Mills. We got a wigger problem. Wigger's always on my mind. The land England to and fro. Took their wings on that fine. Yes, I admit we got a wigger problem. Build the cross up to the top. The way they run to a pro. And they're always eating slop. I wake up and ride away. Stupid wiggers come to mind. The way they run to and fro. Stupid wiggers you'll never find. If I like we got probably a few of the uh what I call the ma- you know wandering mamsers of Wikipedia talks to CI. Uh last night I was looking at this idiot Russ Walker. Uh had another idiot came in here uh I don't know if Dembski remembers him here. He was a white little bitch called the real William B. And he showed up supposedly from Northern California. He is bitching. He is bitching because I'm making fun of Russ Walker. But I remember what? Four years ago? He was bitching that Russ Walker had outed his name to Brian Rio. Now, I believe John Britton, a.k.a. Johnny Tonto, and, you know, not so much Russ Walker. He's a total tard here, but 
I believe old Tonto and Buck McHugh are working with old uh, Brian Rio. I'm not surprised by that here. I mean, shoot, looking back on it, none of them had any true loyalty here. But I, I, I chewed ass on Russ Walker for outing inadvertently oh, the real William B. And from what I gather, oh, heck, oh, William B. was, what, last year pissing and moaning and bitching and whining or something here on Dempsey's show. I didn't listen to it too much here. It was just simply whiny bullshit here. I've gotten to the point where I don't think old William B. is white either here, any more than Johnny Tonto. Uh, pretty well, there's a reason that Johnny Tonto has a name like Six Killer. He's told me he's told me several stories. I believe it's because you know. Guess what? I believe that he, he his grandfather, his biological grandfather came from what northeast Oklahoma. Otto County is what I hear. Pretty well, uh, you know, and I pointed out that for about twenty thirty years, the former chief of the Cherokee people it was none other than a woman called Wilma Tenkiller. And John Britton one time said is that he was hanging around with a Indian called Tenkiller, probably you know, probably the uh, relative of the uh, you know the uh, tribesman here, and they gave him the nickname Six Killer. So I think I think John Britton essentially is uh, mainly an Indian here. I was telling Russ Walker. No, not Russ Walker. I was telling uh, Dewey Tucker a while back goes and shit. He has the business acumen of a Pine Ridge Indian. Every single year, every single year, he would supposedly make a whole bunch of money, and he would let his wife Lorinda blow it all, and not on not on you know not on his daughters, but on her family here. Supposedly she's a French Canucky So in case. You know, I mean, he he keep on doing that again and again and again and again. He ran he ran through one hundred ten thousand dollars. You know, the biggest you know the biggest chunk here, which I've helped him keep, get and keep. And when you look at it, you know, shoot, he has what? Let me see. One, you know, Cody's mother and the Alaska Indian Cherokee lawyer and the one in New England and the one who, you know, shoot, he has four wives, six daughters, three sons, at least, at least. You know, the truth came out last year, around this time of year. So, hey, well, Johnny Tonto is a, what, Lamanite, you know, a Mormon polygamist here, and probably more successful than uh, the, what, the uh, Ashkenazi Melungeon Dan Johns or the Tubal-Kenite proud Pictish old Commandork McFag, Steve Elder. Why should any of us be too surprised when they act according to their nature here? They don't know how to behave. William B., he was whining like a pussy here. And, you know, folks, uh, I've been locked up with criminals. Locked up with criminals, both in jail and in the nuthouse for, what, three and a half years. They open their mouth here, or I look at their little prison tasks, I can usually tell 
you know, I can usually tell if they've been locked up since they were 17. Chances are they have big old eagle here with a swastika in its claws. And if they're really eager to please, like, oh, this, uh, what, WAP, you know, from Detroit, Chris Monty, Chris 313, probably has two swastika, you know, two SS rooms on both butt cheeks to show how eager he is to please here, them niggers, for some ramen noodles. In case, you know, that's you know, that's the sort of critters we we have here and supposedly people are going to make a uh you know, go ahead and save something here. I'll look at the National Alliance and pretty well the updated so did probably Law Center updated the uh you know, the uh thing that they did on old Will White Williams, aka Wigger Squill Wheelos. Probably related to Evan Williams here, who did make some pretty good you know, liquor, but who came to this country from Welsh, you know, from Wales in 1790 and settled in Bourbon County, Kentucky, named after the French bourbon. But guess what? Bourbon County had wonderful limestone water with no iron and made wonderful, quote, bourbon whiskey, Kentucky bourbon whiskey. He married, he married a squaw, you know, probably a Shawnee squaw or something like that in Kentucky, although Kentucky was really the hunting ground. And if you read Louis L'Amour here, you find out that supposedly Louis L'Amour says that there were white people or Israelite people here in America or Soltrians here if you're John Nutjob. And they pretty well the last place where they had the big war. You know, if you're a Mormon, you believe it was upstate New York here. But if you are, you know, a Louis Lamorite here, you know, or Thomas Jefferson or whatever, you understand that there were white people in America that got slaughtered by the engines. Sometime or another. I don't know if you ever read Jubal Sackett here or, you know, To the Far Blue Mountains or something like that. I used to read a lot of that when I was in jail before. I, you know, Louis Lamour was a pretty good writer. But anyway... You know, getting on is that you have all these characters here, and they pretend to be something they're not. And you get tired of it here. Why in the world are you pretending something you're not? Anyway, now I was looking. I was looking at the bowel room. You have you have all these characters. Here's little Willie B doing the prison bitch lingo on me. Come on. Don't really need the prison bitch lingo. I mean, if you're going to go ahead and talk to me like you're a prison bitch, I'll assume that you're a prison bitch. All these characters. Don't want you, you know, don't want, you know, like Obergenzerman, don't want you to see their name. William B. Don't want you to see his name. Anyway, what I did... As I looked up, you know, Melungeons here, and I see a picture of an old Melungeon, which had, you know, sort of looked like Russ Walker. <laughs> so I went ahead and, you know, made a new sock puppet called Ro- Ro- Ronald McDonald Walker and took a picture of a certifiable Melungeon, blue-eyed Melungeon here. You know, go to Melungeons. Go to you know, go ahead, type up Melungeons here. Look at pictures here, and among them, they'll have Dishonest Ape, Lincoln, and Elvis, Elvis, the you know, the Mississippi Tupelo Melungeon. Old Pelvis was a Melungeon too. 
what happens is that his daughter, Lisa Marie, here, why, hey, supposedly she was maybe getting her bunghole, cornhole by a, by another nigger. <laughs> she was a white woman named <laughs> Michael Jackson. Yeah. I don't know. You, you you go ahead and look at these critters here. And they got, and sort of like John Britton's daughter, they got really, you know, they got white skin but really dark hair. And so they're, they're literally just black and white. I mean, shoot, there's no color to them. No, no pink or peach or you know, whitish, reddy color. Now, in the summer, I, you know, I wear short sleeves here. And you know, I, get, I get fairly tanned here. You know, I'm not like a hybrid nigger. I, I do tan. But what you do is you go ahead and you look underneath, you know, look underneath your armpit or something like that. You'll see, you know, you'll see a, you know, sort of blue vein here, you know, and a white skin. That's where the term blue blood came from here. You'll see a vein, you know, and white skin. And, uh, you know, hey, <laughs> you, you'll go ahead and see that. But you, you'll see these critters here. You know, there's something not quite you're right about them. And that's sort of like Russ Walker and the rest here. He'd been running around like a toad yapping about Ephraim Scepter, even though, and talking about Bethlehem, Bethlehem in Zebulun, eight miles away from Nazareth here. And he doesn't believe, you know, the Bible can say a hundred times here is that Christ was born in Bethlehem, Judah, which means that his mother had to travel 108 miles or 100 miles or something you know, via donkey. Why do you, don't you believe that? Don't you, do you really believe Mary went 108 miles? Yeah, I do. Because the Bible says he did here. I don't believe that he went, what? You know, Mary went eight miles in a 1990 Buick with or on the handlebars of Harley Moped. <laughs> I mean, really having women. You know, there's been plenty of times when women have had to go a long ways before they could give birth here. You know, if you believe that Christ is the Messiah, why can't you believe, you know, and manna and the Red Sea and all this good stuff, why can't you simply believe that Yahweh managed to plug Mary up until she could make it to Bethlehem, Judah, like it says in the Bible here? You'll have retards like Russ Walker. And then his, 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 Idiot brother seems like to be even more of a retard. Now his brother Ronald McDonald Walker, I don't know if his middle name is McDonald, uh, went to Juilliard and he's a faggot. You know, Russell's daughter is a lesbian. His son refused to have anything to do with. So essentially, you end up having these Sicilian Melungeon, you know, Guido supporting you, well, Mamsers here, who are all messed up in the head here. You know, Russell is sort of like a high yellow. High yellow here. Okay? The Daily Stormer here. <laughs> well, that's what you've had in the movement here. You have characters like Savin Packy Shanks here. Another character who tries not to show his face, but you go ahead and look at it. It looks like a Packy. Brian Rio had a fit here because I revealed its Facebook, public Facebook profile, its name, and the fact it was known for being a non-white Mongol. Oh, by the way, 
Old nigger lips was nigger lips was whining and bitching and pissing and moaning here. They called me up last week here. By the way, by the way, I found out tonight. Found out tonight looking on the Pacer account. I'm able to look at the Pacer account. They have the Pacer account unlawfully sealed to my view. Even though I'm a defendant there, I'm not allowed, don't have permission to see this. Anything here in the docket sheet. Which is not legal. But anyway, I was going in, what, uh, Church of Jesus Christ Christian slash Aryan Nations of Missouri. That's, you know, that, it's not in the name of Pastor Martin Lissett. It's the name of the Church of Jesus Christ Christian versus Newton County, you know, Missouri et al. I went and looked, and I got some good news here. Guess what? The case has been transferred away from Judge Gary A. Fenner. Now, Fenner, Fenner, just like all all these judges, is a crooked piece of shit here. Let me just tell you about Gary Fenner. Way back, way back in the early 90s, when I was, you know, when I'd just gotten off the truck here. You know, I'd, I'd earned, I'd saved about $20,000. I'd saved over $20,000. Over what? Uh... You know, pretty well what it is. I eat canned goods, you know, while driving the truck, and I'd buy two-liter jugs of pop here, and I'd stop, and back when they used to have cheeseburgers for 59 cents, I'd buy bags of ten of them here on me. I only once, you know, buy only once a week, I'd go ahead and buy for $5 what was ever at the Petro or the truck stops of America here. And, you know, believe you me, believe you me, why I would take advantage of, you know, free feeds on Thanksgiving or something like that, or Christmas, if I had to drive a truck at that time. But in any case, I saved a whole bunch of money. And I had worked as a factory worker for 18 months, you know, went to truck driving school, and then I drove for two years and four months here. And guess what? I asked to be held withheld for about at, at the relationship of ten dependents here. You know, I'd read Erwin Schiffless, you know, this Jew named Erwin Schiffs, but he was right here. You know, he pointed out, he pointed out is that guess what? Who cares what the you know, if, if, if even if the you know the sixteenth amendment is correct here, there's nothing that says that you have to fill out a confession of how much money you make under penalties of perjury here. And in 1991, Cheek versus IRS, pretty well spelt it, and supposedly to willful conviction of failure because, hey, you say, hey, I don't have an obligation to file a written federal income tax. So essentially what I did is I took about 10 dependents. So here they are. They're going after me. And I wrote a fairly good, you know, you know literate sections here, and it got to where in 1993, here comes this treasury official bureaucrat. He comes to my hovel, sees my $300 1977 Caprice Classic. He asked me a bunch of nosy questions. But what moved down to them is, you would shoot me for taking your $300 car. I said, well, I might not, but then again, I might. So he went ahead and wrote a letter and said, hey, uh, it's not going to look good having a civil war, having shooting going on because of this case. He said, you know, you're, you're letting people who, who owe millions of dollars away here because they're going to go ahead and shelter under the fact that you 
know, you're only making, what, $10,000 a year or less. I said, I don't care. What's it to me? So anyway, the IRS wasn't able to go ahead. They claimed I owed a bunch of them. So I went ahead and figured out. I said, hey, maybe I owe you $981. So guess what? They decided to stick the state of Missouri on me. So the state of Missouri, their Missouri Department of Revenue, goes in and you know, by the way, you by the way you can see the result of that from nineteen ninety five. The state of Missouri decides to claim that I owe a bunch of money. First they come up with twenty four hundred dollars. I says, Well, I don't owe that much here. There's no way in hell I can owe that much here. So then I own then I owe supposedly twelve hundred and then it went down to eight hundred because what I point out to them is that according to the Missouri Constipation, Article 1, the Bill of Goods of Missouri, Article 31 of, you know, let me see, Section 31 of Article 1, the Missouri Bill of Goods, no bureaucracy can impose a fine or jail time for not obeying their law. So, so they say additional taxes. Is that a penalty? Well, yes, a penalty. And they would say, call that penalty. And I says, no, you can't. You can't impose upon me a penalty according to your own Missouri Bill of Goods here. Section 31, Article 1, Missouri Bill of Goods. No bureaucracy can set, you know, set a fine or jail, you know, or jail time for refusing here, you know, to do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. But then they call it additional tax. And so that sounds a lot like a penalty. So anyway, they went from 2400 to 1200 800 but anyway, eventually I had to, I had to go ahead and show up. Jeff said, "That my friend of mine," and we fought for about a day. Argue, 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 argue. Here you have some bureaucrat, you know, claiming, you know, claiming that I owed him so much money. I said, "Well, hey, where's the withholding receipts here? That's supposed they got, gave it to you. The IRS gave it to you. Well, the IRS gave it to us. So well, it's okay. So what does the IRS say? Well, we don't know." I said, so where you come up with a figure of how much I owe you? We don't know. So short, you're just simply saying that I owe you money based upon the IRS owing you money. So they tried to, you know, get me into filing an income tax form, and I, no, I don't feel like filing one. No, I don't feel like writing up a confession. Yes, myself. Don't feel like it. No, don't want to do it. You can't prove I owe any money, so why should I tell you how much you think I owe? Yeah, give you any more information. And I was, you know, I was running through this here little Missouri Department of Revenue, and they were, you know, you had a bigger bureaucrat, and they were whining about what an asshole I was. Well, we, we, we really, we were been elected by the people here to collect taxes from you. I said, well, okay. But if you can't tell me how, you know, especially if all this is just simply the IRS told you something here, you know, it doesn't really mean anything to me. I don't even give a shit. But anyway, at the very end, here's this administrative hearing commission. I tried to go ahead and call the opposing lawyer as a witness to where, hey, he didn't have any, you know, he didn't have any information on me. He's just simply making this shit up here. So that's why they wouldn't even obey their own little laws and procedures. But anyway, it went on, and they decided they decided that I owed them six hundred and forty one dollars. Now I've gone from twenty four hundred to twelve hundred, eight hundred. So essentially at the very end, somehow they came up with a notion I owed them six hundred and forty one dollars. Okay, well fine. According to the Missouri 
you know, law. I have a right. I've gone through all my administrative hearing procedure, you know, and all that. I hereby appeal it to the Court of Original Appellate, the Western District of Missouri. Oh, by the way, I'm a pauper. You admit I'm a pauper. Therefore, Missouri's going to have to pay for the transcript. So it goes through the transcription process, and guess what? It's going to cost them $648, you know, by the way, plus, you know, plus the filing fee in the Western District of Missouri. It's going to cost them $648 to try to collect $641. <laughs> Now, folks, I didn't want to talk too much about that because, hey, you know, I told him, I told him here. I mean, I'm going to cost you fifty thousand dollars to collect a nickel. So anyway, guess who was the head judge of the Missouri Court of Appeals, Western District in Kansas City? D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D Time is up! Who is Jerry A. Feather? He went ahead and said, you know, you know, apropos enough that supposedly I'd have a right to, well, do what the Missouri law says here. He didn't obey the law. Later on, he became he became a federal judge. You know, sometime before two thousand. Okay, two thousand. Here is this here's this, you know, democratic tard, you know, sort of the anti me. Totally, you know, liberal tard here. He graduated from school of the Ozarks. He's a Democrat. He ran for he was a Democratic Congress critter in 1994 and 1996 for some, you know, congressional district here. You know, he didn't make it. Neither did Mike Brown. Some of you may know Mike Brown. But anyway, <laughs> he goes in there, and uh, in 2000 here, you have this Jew named Joseph Lieberman. Who do you have? Al Gore. Al Gore and Le- Lieberman, or Lieberman. You know, Liebermanser. <laughs> From... What, New Jersey or something like that? Uh, I forget. I think Ambassador's still a damn Congress critter from what? Let me see. From Rhode Island or some damn place back east here, a Jew boy. Connecticut. Connecticut. That's where it's from here. Anyway, he was running for vice president here. You know, Lieberman was. So anyway, he's a neocon Jew boy here, uh, but a Connecticut Jew boy from Connecticut. Uh, I think he may still be a U.S. senator. Who knows here? But anyway, he's going there, and here is here is old uh, what the hell old uh, I call him my possum here. You know, not, well, let me see, Stephen Reed. Now I'll go ahead and give his name, Stephen Reed. I call him my half-grown possum here. Anyway, he goes there, and on behalf of Acorn, he's trying to register these niggers. You know, at SMSU. Now it's SMU for Southern Missouri University, but it used to be Southwest Missouri State University back in 2000. He's trying to, he's trying to, oh, this was before he had so many beaners here, but uh, he's trying to go ahead and register these diggers, and guess what? He gets arrested on the college campus, you know, in Springfield. 
you know, they have a number of colleges there. So anyway, he goes on and he, you know, he he's, he's a tard here. He doesn't have a job or something like that. So he files it in form of papyrus, and he is suing the he's suing SMSU. Well, guess what? Guess what? The lawyer for the college is a is a is a character called John Q. Hammonds the fourth here. He is the nephew of the concrete king of southwest Missouri. <laughs> so anyway, I just ridiculed the you know crap out of him here. But guess who now was a federal judge? Up from being, you know, the chief judge of the Missouri Court of Appeals Western District. D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D I made the mistake of giving them two or three days, and what happens is I would write an eight-page of mean, just pure, unadulterated mean, on my lawsuit. You know, on the lawsuit that I did for dumb asshole Stephen, you know, Stephen Reed, the half-grown possum. And then I made a mistake of waiting two or three days. He wrote eight pages of stupid shit like, "I graduated toward the top in political science at school, of the Ozarks." I like cats. Well, who gives a rat's ass? You like cats, and how you graduate out there? But anyway, it was uh, it was Gary A. Fenner. Well, what happened, old Gary A. Fenner? He did the same thing that that this Jew uh, Harold you know, Harold B. Sachs here, uh, senior Jew, uh, did. What he did is he went ahead and made a uh, motion to dismiss, and then send old Stephen Reed a copy of it. <laughs> So I had to work real hard here and essentially got dismissed. So anyway, old Gary Fe- oh, Gary Fetter here, why uh I've had some to do's. But he's not as bad as the idiot football player, uh what the hell Richard Dore. You know, the half witted, half witted football player, football player, you know, or the Jew. I mean, hell, I, I think probably the best one a lot here, the smartest one a lot was Dean Whipple. Now his, you know, his clone, you know, who's taken his place, what was his name? Uh, Greg Case. You always have, you always have on the circuit, you have one really smart, thieving piece of shit, you know, judge here. It used to be Dean Whipple, a total snake, but who at least would go through the motions of obey the law. Now, a couple of times, I, 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 I whop up on old Dean Whipple. Oh, oh, Greg K. He's, he he managed to finish off my old bongo lawsuit here that the Jew judge and pretty well you know screwed up here. So anyway, I noticed today is that guess what? Greg Case has removed Gary A. Fenner. I mean, same same reason that this uh, nigger judge, senior nigger judge Fernando Gitan, had removed the Jew. But not after he'd fucked me over. So essentially, old Gary A. Fetter has been removed to some other character who might be a total asswipe here. Sort of like Ordy B. Smith here. Total asswipe? What? <laughs> oh, hell, they're all asswipes, really, when it comes down to it here. But, you know, I mean, shoot. I mean, really. When you are, even, if, even when you're fighting for your life here, 
I mean, looking at the quality of Zogling, Quigger, and Mamzer, and ask, you know, ask Cloud Tard against you here, especially, you know, <laughs> even on the judiciary here, it is hilarious here. So, I mean, shoot, you just go ahead, you look, and you, you think about how things are amusing here. You know what I mean? <laughs> Guess eleven. Guess eleven is one of my. You know, sounds like pig freed, but you know, probably smarter here. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. How how come the IRS never goes after you? Well, the answer the answer, like I said before, is that hey. I mean, what I would do is I would make the assumption is that I'm right and they're wrong. Do you really do you really want to do you really want to go ahead and fight? You know, sort of like Cheek versus IRS here. Essentially, they ruled that Mister Cheek didn't have you know couldn't be thrown in jail willfully for refusal to file an income tax return. And when you know when you can just simply say, even if you're wrong, you still might have civil penalties after you here. Essentially, if it boils down to where you really do believe that you do not have any obligation to file an income tax form, you know, when Dewey went to jail here, you know, over a misdemeanor, essentially he got turned loose and became moot. You know, this was before Cheek. I mean, essentially, they, they threw Dewey, you know, you know he, they throw in jail. And then by the time he gives little habeas up there in front of the circuit, it would be time to give him a little bit of diesel therapy further on down the road. So, essentially, the third time was the charm. It was about to actually, okay, well, hey, we're spending more money doing that. He's not, you know, so essentially, they turned Dewey loose after nine months. Same way with that here. I mean, the same way with uh, with the thing on Gary Fenner here. The IRS, the IRS didn't want to go after me because hey, I'm living in a hovel. I'm driving a three hundred dollar car. We're going after him because guess what? He was a factory worker, and he was also he was also uh, driving a truck here. Essentially, do we really need to go after somebody like that, or would it be easier to go after Wesley, you know, this nigger named Wesley Swipes, Swipes later, or Leona Helmsley? Go after Leona Helmsley or Martha Stewart. Don't go after some white boy for essentially saying "fuck you." I have no obligation to, to tell you shit about my business. So, you know, it's sort of like this lawsuit now here. I agree. I agree. Whoever is in power doesn't have to obey any law. He doesn't want to. I'm going to go ahead and agree with this lawyer for uh, what the hell? Uh, Larry Neff. I'm going to go ahead and agree that Guardian Man Lightham should be above the law. I mean, you know, Terry, Neff's, you know, Terry Neff's an idiot here, but his father has a lot of money. I mean, shoot. What's wrong with appointing a Guardian Man Lightham to go ahead and Deprive Terry Neff's father of food and water and air, and then go ahead and take his estate. Look, there's a belief here that democracy works here. No, democracy doesn't work. There is no Republican form of government. It's a matter of power, not of law. 
man, I'm not worried about what happens to me anymore. My hatred has exceeded my fear here. I want to go ahead and send the spawn of regime criminals screaming to hell. And I think I'm going to get my way. May not be alive to see it, but I'm going to get my way. Because all the bad ones are going to fall apart. So, you know, folks, well, I mean, most people don't really want anything to do with me here, if they have any sense. Me? It's been me who's been filing these lawsuits. Well, except for the case of old nigger lips Brian Rio here. I imagine, I imagine when Finkelstein and Eli James and all these other, you know, you know, Sword Mamser's daddy here, they all get named in the lawsuit. Old Brian Real, oh, we'll dismiss this case. So then what do I do? Hmm? Well, guest number eleven, you can you can go do something else here. That will guess me. All these tards showing up. All these tards showing up. And they listen to my show. And then they bitch and piss and bone about what they want to be shown up on this show. If you don't like what's on the show, go listen to something else. Really. Really. I got a, you know, I got a, I got a laugh here. Here's, here's these frogs, for example. Let's... See how long I'm here. Thirty-nine minutes. Folks, I'm going to take another break. I'm going to take another break, and we'll we'll talk about how pretty well being fucked hard isn't just a zog thing. Here. By the way, by the way, they they had this little frog girl here. She was a blonde. She was a blonde, blue-eyed, but she may have been amorite, you know, amorite kikis here. She has a sort of sharp nose here. You know what I mean? But you know, uh, you know, her dad died of lung smoking here. Well, guess what? If you smoke them nasty old guitarnies, I mean, shoot, they make they make unfiltered camels taste good. I mean, especially you smoke these, you know, you know, nasty old frog cigarettes here. Unfiltered. Guitarnies. Oh, shoot. I'd have, I'd have, you know, had a guy in my section here. You know, he, he liked that Korean pussy here. You know, uh, he was mad because he, oh, he used to be a supply sergeant. He got busted for black marketeering, and essentially he had a yobo. And he left, and later on he, he managed to get back to Korea, and he found himself, you know, because essentially they, you know, they took the Lance missile system out of, uh, he took the Lance missile system. By the way, the entire time I knew him here, He'd have money. He'd spend all on liquor, even tax-free liquor and cigarettes here. He'd, he had fate was smoking these unfiltered camels, and he tried these French guitarnies, and he liked <laughs> You know what I mean? Of course, what's funny is that some of these guys who used to be in the Army here, you know, the, the, Germans, the Germans preferred to have American tobacco rather than the floor sweepings they would get. I mean, essentially, they'd be running around and essentially want Marlboro. So you say, oh, okay, there's a, there's this, uh, you know, there's this uh, little thing here which sells them for about, oh, five marks or something like that, or something like that, outside. No, 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 not German tobacco, American tobacco. But you would have a few GIs or XGIs. They love smoking that weird-ass 
Kraut Tobacco. Weird-ass, nasty-ass Kraut Tobacco here because they said it had wang. You know what I mean? What they do is they buy it, and then they go ahead and put their little hash leaves in it. Just suck up that hash. Sort of like the pisser pasta, though. Then suck up, you know, suck up that weird-ass hash here. But anyway, this, this frog has had a uh, had a daddy who died of uh, lung cancer. She was a bad-looking frog, but she had a really somewhat of a large and somewhat pointed, you know, looked like it was a, it looked like it was an ester type of stout here. You know what I mean? But anyway, she, uh, I don't think she won. Some, what, what the hell won? Oh, well, some, either Miss Columbia, Miss Cocaine, you know, Mrs. Cocaine, or Mrs. Venezuela, you know, some Mabsers here, some Mabsers here. Of course, you know, I'm glad that the Jew-ass Orbe, uh, Mabsers, you know, Beaneris Skankling, uh, you know, you know, Dame Sanchez lost. This is right for losing here. So I will talk about a few other things that's going on around the bowel movement here. Uh, and uh, oh, we'll be back in about eh, three or four or five minutes. He'll be great.
There was some dork named Hal who thought the Fibbies were his pal. So he made a hit and made a deal to snatch. But he threatened judges three, a jury slapped old Hal Fibbe. No Hal's gonna be my dick swigger, bitch. Zoggle fuck you up. Yeah, Zoggle fuck you up. If you don't obey the dirty juice commands. I'll fuck you up. Yes, I'll go fuck you up. So you best be a rebellion while you can. Long ago, a rat named Glenn ran his comrades over and again. So gave him a bag bowl of Zogbox. A little Guido loves to suck. Picture tickles and cocksucks. The colostomy bag name is E.N.N. I'll fuck you up. Yes, I'll go fuck you up. If you don't obey the dirty juice command. So fuck you up. Yes, I'll go fuck you up. So you best be a rebel and why you can. Just do know a wrestling who was going to have Ryan Ryan. A mom's stunningly molester, a pistol bottom tester. Not a single one of them was very dry. Zog fuck you up. Yes, yeah, I'll fuck you up. If you don't obey the dirty juice command. Zog fuck you up. Yes, yeah, I'll fuck you up. So you best be a rebellion while you can. Thank <laughs> you. 
Okay, I'm back. Uh, let's see, it's probably going to be, oh, probably a smaller show tonight here, uh, unless somebody calls in. I see that Dembski is listening. Uh, Dembski was bitching that old Newskike ran off. Well, guess what? I don't know why. Uh, Newskike, well, he's sort, of, he was sort of like a Jew gas, you know, gas giant star here. You know, he just expanded, 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 and he was just, Having fun with, uh, let me see, what was his name? Andy Ball and Goofy Bone and Debbie, whatever, Debbie Daly, something like Daly, Daly, whatever, you know, and, uh, you, know, you know, expanding, expanding, expanding the speaker, you know, and then what? Uh, talks to you here. And then speaker. And so it, you know, so it became a gas giant. Now, folks, I never believed for a minute that Newskike was an Aryan who found some Icelandic pussy and moved to Iceland here. I believe that essentially was what the uh, one Nimbuster post was. It was simply a Jew boy living in, you know, living in Brooklyn or something like that who wanted uh, to pretend to be Australian, but mainly an Icelander here. I mean... Shoot, what you what you had in the case of Iceland, you had a bunch of Norwegians who moved there, you know, chasing after chasing after sort of like niggers do, chase after white people, chasing after these Irish monks here, and then taking over and you know, fighting and you know, fighting and fucking and doing something like that and filling up filling up as best they could Iceland, and then you had a character named Eric the Red who killed a few people and had to run away from Norway. He went to Iceland, he killed people there, so he decided to call it Greenland before before what became known as the Mini Ice Age in thir- you know, around 1300 or so. So this was when there was a, I guess, maybe a period of great carbon emissions or something like that here. Now you've had you've had warming streaks and cooling streaks and the rest, and you have these lying bastards claiming that there's global warming. But you know, after last year, or even before that, people were saying, "Well, we wish you could use this global warming shit here." By the way, there was a you know, my favorite science fiction author here, Michael Crichton. You know, he wrote a book called State of Fear, which said, "Hey, look." You know, you're lying. You know, essentially, you're lying about. You, know, you call it the media, lawyer, politician, axis of awful or whatever. We point out this is this is just a bunch of horseshit that they were making up altogether. Just a bunch of lies of horseshit that they were making up, and it wasn't true. So anyway, they uh, you know, you you have you have this sort of nonsense here. So you had. You, you've had you've had periods of expansion here, and you've had periods of contraction. Now we're going to have periods of contraction simply because there's fewer and fewer and fewer real white people to go along here. And Newskike, he didn't want to be a Jew. He didn't want to be what he really was. First, I listened to this idiot, this idiot, uh, you know, this idiot... Uh, critter named, uh, what, what the hell is his name? The Intern. The Intern. He's some sort of, you know, Baltimore, Baltimore epileptic retarded Jew boy faggot. And you know, 
you know, a couple of years ago, he had he had got on either on uh, you know either on the Pisser Possums or Dad John, and told me and Logan Hunter that he had visited Newskike in New York, and he'd taken the train to go up there. Well, Newskike didn't know what to do about you know say about it here. I mean, Newskike was just simply from my yard, just a Staten Island Jew. So hey, he wasn't a Brooklyn Jew; he was a Staten Island Jew. No damn wonder he knew the price of the toll on the Verrazano Nose Bridge. No damn wonder. Goes from Brooklyn to Staten Island to New Jersey. Fifteen dollars. No wonder he knew. He, no wonder he knew the price. Now I'm, I have no doubt that there's a subway cheaper, but hey, take a car. He'll know. He'll know how much it costs you. So he did. And some Nimbuster tarts went ahead and outed him. And boo-hoo-hoo, boo-hoo-hoo, boo-hoo-hoo. We no longer got any news, Kike. We no longer have any peerless good man's show. I try to tell, try to tell Dembski here. Dembski, I believe, was a far better host here than peerless good man's are here. Now, me and the news cock weren't, you know, especially close here. He was yapping about how he was going to come down. He was going to come down to Southwest Missouri and, you know, knock my teeth down. I said, oh, no, you're not, you more. Any more than Johnny Tonto's going to do it. Johnny Tonto can talk shit here. Johnny Tonto was, oh, he's going to come down and beat me up here. Well, he can't come down with a gun to be able to shoot me. You know, shit. He had to plead, you know, he had to plead to, uh, he had to plead to, uh, oh, domestic, domestic abuse here for fighting with his second daughter after some lesbian got her to have notions. He, he'd gone ahead and he'd taken the car keys away from her because the insurance company had enough of paying out, so essentially they wouldn't, you know, wouldn't pay car keys, you know, so they took the keys to a little Suzuki Swift here, a.k.a. You know, a, a different type of Geo Metro. She got mad, slapped him around, made him look like a raccoon, supposedly. And then as a result here, he slapped her back here, and then he was going to be tried for felony domestic abuse here. Well, he spent $10,000 or so, and his daughter said, hey, look, girl, that's money that's not going to me from daddy. So he pled, you know, guilty to a misdemeanor for domestic abuse, which means that according to this Jew named Lottenberg, he's not allowed. He's not allowed to carry guns, certainly not to Granby, Missouri. He's with five to 15 years in prison here if he came to Missouri with a gun. So he's not going to come to Missouri any more than Frank is. Well, folks, I don't believe, I don't believe in quote, rule of law because we don't have any such thing. Anybody who believes in rule of law is full of shit. I believe in civil war. I believe in rule of power. And since we no longer, essentially, it's not for us here, it's, it's really designed to destroy us, but what you have, 
all across the Zogland, and then really across the world here. You have all these thieving Mongols. Now, in the case of the Japanese, for the past 20-some years, they've never had a democracy or a republic. What they have, they have thieving gang members who run their big, who run their big conglomerates, essentially, sort of like you know, having the Japers go in and work for a gang, be it Mitsubishi or uh, Toyota or whatever. They have these big old trading companies, and that's which runs things. So as a result, rather than take a loss here, what they've done is that they have pretty well destroyed their financial ability to create anything for over 20 years here. Well, guess what? 20-some years ago, this Fukushima nuclear plant was supposed to be changed, but they didn't have the money for that. They've been stealing all the money. You know, they didn't have the money to replace it. And, you know, folks, anybody saw it and said, well, hey, it may be safe against earthquakes, but maybe not, but it's not going to be safe against tidal waves. So they went from having 55 nuclear plants, six of which, you know, have burnt up, have melted down, worse than Chernobyl, to have really done. Well, guess what? You can't have GNP without having energy. That's what Obongo was yapping about. He's talking about cutting off coal shipments for electricity in Wyoming, talking about telling you know, people here in the Ozarks that they can't have a wood stove. You have all these goofy bastards here. They're too chicken shit to lawfully, to lawfully arrest niggers. They've got to go ahead and murder them and then have, you know, then whine, then whine when crazy niggers go and shoot these stupid pigs here. You know what I mean? Looks like one crazy nigger from Baltimore has pretty well avenged two niggers being shot by pigs, strangled by pigs. Bang, 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 bang. I love the fact Civil War is coming up. But anyway, over across in Greece, when I was listening, I was listening to news, you know, tonight, and guess what? They have, you know, not Golden Dawn, Golden Dawn, Golden Showers, which essentially this, you know, gut-sick Guido Jew boy with Jew ass gates, you know, named Alex Lender. That was a great thing. You have a socialist government of Greeks pretty well saying, guess what? I'm not going to do any more austerity. I'm not going to go ahead and sell any more Greek oh, government anything to essentially pay off these German banksters, these German and Jew banksters. Fuck them. If need be, somebody's got to take a haircut. The Germans and the Jews are going to have to take a haircut on these Greek bonds. And we don't have the money to pay it. I just point out here that, you know, you know, and all the Greeks are, yay, yay, yay. Well, guess what? I've listened to so-called finance professors. Yep. You can't. You can't simply just refuse to pay all this Jew debt. Sure you can. 
chit-chat. Don't even bother about it here. Things will go down to a lower cycle, and hey, things might get better here. In fact, the best thing to do would be have a, quote, financial collapse. Not that, you know, it doesn't really matter whether or not we believe we should have one or not. You know, the Greek National Act, fuck it here. Hey, the Greeks decide they're going to say fuck it here. Sort of like this John Corzioni here. Some sort of thieving wop who used to be sec- you know, used to be the governor of New New Jersey and a Jew Jersey senator when he, before he lost this fat piece of shit pig named Chris Christie. He was part of global trading, and guess what? He stole. You know, he decided to gamble in Greek debt obligations, so he stole over a billion dollars of mainly farmers funds here on, you know, essentially that they had set in his bank here. Is he in prison? No. What was he not doing in prison? Why is he not in prison? He said he wasn't going to pay anything. Why isn't he not in prison? Hmm? <laughs> did you call someone fat? Yeah, I did here. Probably you. Between your ears. So where am I at here? Guest number 11. Guest number 11 is running around here being a tard. That's fine. Okay. So anyway, you got to laugh. You know, Dewey, Dewey made a good point here. All these people, all these people, they could have a show if they wanted to. I have a show. I have a number of people listening to it. Uh, they download the movement turd. They listen to it uh, usually with headphones on. You know, the moon turd is not something that you want. Well, <laughs> you want your girlfriend or your wife or your boss or anybody else listening to You really don't want anybody listening to it here. But anyway, since news kites is going on, talk about the Greek thing here. The Icelanders had a whole lot, whole lot better sense here. They just simply said, fuck it. We are not going to pay. You know, if, if some of our own people decided that they want to get out of being a cod fisherman or a sheep farmer and pretend to be a bankster for the Jews, well, guess what here? We are not going to pay. We are not going to raise our taxes on anything. We are not going to pay. Fuck you. Guess what? German, you know, um, you know, English, Bank of England, Jew boys, fuck you. We didn't ask you to invest in Iceland, anything here. Play your little games here. I mean, hey, screw you. We're not going to pay. And pretty well, that's what the Greeks are going to do too. They're going to they're say we're not going to pay because we can't pay and we're tired to pretend to pay. We're tired essentially of austerity to have to pay back Jews and banksters and foreigners and ass clowns and the rest here. And folks, it looks like they didn't need Golden Dawn to do it. Golden Dawn. They didn't need Golden Dawn. Sort of like, by the way, they were showing this picture of this uh, Jewish bitch here. Showing her tits here and asking, Bomber Harris, come on over and bomb 
you know, bomb dressing again because you had these people called Pegida, which showed up all of a sudden, just in the last couple of months, three, four months, saying we don't need any more Turkish guest armies. We don't need any more people coming in because, hey, we don't have enough people to have jobs of our own here. Folks, that is how Zog Babylon is going to come unraveled. Essentially, the hypocrisy, you know, of, you know, we see Charlie. No, they're not. Especially going after this nigger whose daddy is a Cameroonian and whose mother is some sort of frogus. Probably, you know, probably one of the 75% of cork-eyed frogus mansers. Right around, and they are... You know, they are they are going after this nigger comedian, stand up comedian here, because he dared uh say I sometimes feel like Charlie or something like that here. You gotta laugh. You gotta laugh at them pretending that fraud, that you know, ragheads are good. You know, even that drunken half you piece of shit, Winston Churchill said that Islam in a man, you know, Islam in a man is like rabies in a dog. You know, it just makes him, you know. <laughs> I mean, that was that was good enough here. I mean, essentially, it's just mamzer madness. Okay. <laughs> when are you going to teach poopy dog sing along with movement to you know into the wigger problem? Uh, poopy dog, poopy dog, essentially is laying in the bed. He uh, he had a fine old time here. He had plenty of puppy dog food, plenty of puppy dog food. Besides, he he was going to go ahead and tear up. You, you know, you know these uh, the papers. They used to have these styrofoam containers here back twenty years ago or so. And then they did away with them. Now they're paper containers for the bigger sandwiches. But usually for just Oh, I, I've gotten to where I'm, I've, I've been buying these uh, triple cheeseburgers for two bucks while I sit down here. I mean, you get plenty of meat on these. Plenty of meat on these triple cheeseburgers. Plenty of cheese and the rest are just... You go ahead, it probably has 500 calories. <laughs> but anyway, but it's mainly meat and fat here. You know what I mean? Protein and fat here. Well, some, you know, a little bit of... Little bit of bread on it here, you know. Screw you. I mean, it's gotten where, hey, I, I'm not even scared to let Roxy eat one of them triple cheeseburgers because, like I said, you can eat all the meat, all the fat, all the green leafy vegetables you want here. You have the carbohydrates I'm trying to cut down. Now, she seems to be retaining quite a bit of water, but in any case, that little black bastard, uh, he, he, can have, he can have a, you know, a... Half a cup of dog food, and that little bastard. He will get in. He will get in to these papers. These papers here, which have bits and pieces of cheese that got melted onto them. Now I like warm up in the microwave. You know that little bastard growled at me today. That little bastard growled at me. You know, for you know, wanting to take the paper away from him. Well, I had enough sense here. I believe the little bastard got pretty well. You know, he wanted to growl at me. So that's why I let him chew off all the 
baked on cheese or melted on cheese that I couldn't get on the poop, on the wrappers here. You know what I mean? Sometimes, sometimes you don't really back up a dog or a Muslim <laughs> anymore here. You got to outsmart them. Okay? It's a good turn of juice. <laughs> These guys can stay in there. He's a shitty Mongol. He is, you know. You know, I don't know about Mary here, but there is. Needs to get back to speaker and do some shows here. What the hell? Chase.org? <laughs> well, I'm not going to sign this here. The <laughs> petition they do, guy. <laughs> okay, here uh, they might sign this here. Pimp hat. Okay, Debbie Daly. Come on, if I can stand up to them, and so can you. Any more that go go out? Apoc Ales. Maybe I ought to freaking sign the thing here. But I'd probably say, you know, tough shit, you boy. Tough shit. <laughs> tough shit, you boy. <laughs> Stay away all you want here. Or come back. All right? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it'd be, I mean, shoot. You know, it's sort of like, sort of like, let's say, Hal Turner shows up here. Hal Turner shows up on the 1st of October. Let me see. When is the freaking 1st of October? Let's see. What day is the 1st of October? Let's see. January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September. October is Thursday! Let's say that Hal Turner shows up at zero zero point zero zero point zero one hours, you know, the, the second after Wednesday, September 30th, Hal Turner shows up, you know, very first minute, very first minute, <laughs> you know, let's see, uh, let's see here. Got yeah, he got wrecked by the Bill Wagner crew. I don't know what the what the hell a Bill Wagner. Sounds goyim though. Bill Wagner. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh in any case, uh no shoot. There's nothing to prevent Newscock from showing back up on Talks to you if that's what he wants here. I don't know why the hell he ran off if if essentially you know, it was revealed he didn't live in Iceland. Well, I knew damn well he didn't live in Iceland, and I don't see what the difference is between a being a Brooklyn Jew boy and a Staten Island Jew boy. I mean, really. Okay? Don't really know why. You know, Dembski, I mean, shoot, Dembski, you really ought to take up the slack, at least on Sundays. You know, talk about your, talk about Bo the Pig. You know, hell, hell. Have the wee willy winky. Go ahead and call in why like a pussy. Why like a pussy about me? You know, what an asshole I am. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I sort of found it hilarious that here he is. 
He's siding with Russ Walker, with old Russmer, when he was whining like a pussy, what, three years ago that Russ Walker had revealed his email address of where he lived in Northern California to Brian Real? Why like a pussy about it? Why? 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 And you're, you're going to ask the mouth of this departing Melungeon, Sicily and Guido Melungeon, old Russ Walker, who's a total tard? I should ask on Russ Walker. I said, hey, look, you really ought to uh, out poor old, you know, poor old, uh, what's his name here? But, you know, hey, Russ was a tart. He's always been a tart. Always been a tart. So, but, you know, I mean, hey, William B., the real William B., has always been a tart, too. All these characters that come, they go here, and they give you, they give you, well, the sort of like news kike, they give you some fucktardivity. They give you some, they make you laugh here, because you're, you look at them, and, you know, you're, let's say you're Dembski here. I mean, essentially, you're 100% Jew boy. You're somewhat of a self-loathing Jew here, but, you know, I mean, you're not letting it get out of hand like with News Kike here, who is a self-loathing Jew boy. They can't even pretend to be a self-loathing Jew boy here. You know what I mean? I mean, I've seen, I've seen Jew boys. They, they come to me when they're 13 or 14 or 15 or 16, and they say, oh, shit, I'm a Jew. I'm a Jew. I mean, I think my first self-loathing Jew boy was a Jew named Mark Perkel. He called me up, called me up one morning in 1996. You know, he was getting into the internet, and I remembered him. I said, "Shit, I know him." He had given, you know, he had given away some free floppy disks because he had he had come up with a set of tools here. Or DOS four or DOS three that were better than the utilities he had called and he, he had a he had a little thing called computer time was what he was here. Well anyway, I gave him I gave him advice here. Uh you know, pretty well. Uh you know, he was he was wanting to he was wanting to uh run for seventh district congress critter in two thousand because he'd run he'd run in nineteen ninety eight. And he was the only one that ran. So he had run for the Democrat as seventh district Congress critter. Essentially, everybody in Southwest Missouri, you know, I mean, he had, he had, he, it was a plus that he was a Jew boy himself here. It was a plus of nature because you have all these tards here who believe that Jews are God's chosen people rather than just being the fucking spawn of Satan. Well, you have in Southwest Missouri a lot of Christian identity people who know that Jews are, well, you know, sort of like snakes here, you know what I mean? You know, but worse. Two-legged snakes here, unless they've got their you know, legs chewed off here. But <laughs> but anyway, you know he he called me because he he married this bitch here, uh, this Quigger bitch, and she was just simply she was just simply uh, going with her lawyer, and the lawyers were fucking him over, and he had he had hilarious. You know, page here. And the one thing I remember best is him saying, "Court is not for pussies." 
So anyway, uh, I would I would go ahead and you know we talk here. Uh, he had his own server thing or another like that. And uh, Mark Perkel. Well, here comes 2000. I'm running. I'm running against. Uh, I'm running against the old. Uh, well, I'm running for Reform Party. And uh, you know I've left the Libertines. Now I'm running as a Reform Party candidate for the United States Senate. And guess what? Mark Perkel says, hey, I want to run. I want to run because I believe that old Dumbia is going to choose Roy Blunt to be his vice presidential candidate. I said, why would he choose a Congress critter? You know, he's a conservative ass clown from this brain dead district. You know, you ran, you ran uh, against uh, oh, Rhett Blunt here and you lost here. In fact, you lost by, instead of losing by 30 to 70 percent, you lost by, what, oh, 28. Seventy-two percent or so. Previously, Libertarians got a few points or something like that. Why do you think you're going to? Uh, why do you think you're going to do better here? You think, but you know, but he was fine because somebody else had run as a Republican in addition to Blunt here. So now he wanted to go ahead and run as a Republican, and then as a Republican. If there's nobody else here, he would become, he would become, you know, if Roy Blunt was chosen for vice president under WFY, hey, he would be, you know, the new Congress critter. And it wasn't too bad an idea. He was pissed off that some other Republican had run against old uh, Dumbia. I think it was this uh, character who had previously run as a libertarian. So he was pissed at Moan and said, well, why don't you run? Why don't you run as, you know, let me just tell you who's more likely to be chosen by Dumbia. It will be old ass crack, old Ashcroft in 2000. Besides, I don't want Ashcroft to have, you know, I want him to have a primary opponent here. He might as well be a Jew boy. So he ran, and he got about 10, 15% of the vote against ass crack here. Later on, ass crack was running a tight race against, you know, the former governor. You know, Mel Carnahan, a.k.a. Minstrel Show Mel Carnahan, who, when he was a Democrat, had, in 1963, taken part in a minstrel show in, in Rolla, Missouri. You know, the very tail top of the Ozarks here, you know, where the hillbillies go here. And, by the way, Gordon Baum liked the old minstrel show Mel here. I call him minstrel show Mel. Now, old Asscrack hated this nigger judge who was on the Missouri Supreme Court called Ronnie B. White. And, of course, Ronnie B. was a nigger. He was the first nigger on the Missouri Supreme Court, and he was a nigger. But, hey, he was actually, I think, a better judge than old Flush Rimblow's cousin Stephen, you know, Rimblow, who's now a federal judge. He was a piece of shit on the bench, and former Gary's a piece of shit in eastern Missouri, but I don't have to worry about him. Anyway, Flush Rimblow, Flush Rimblow, on the cutting edge. Of society, in this flush rim blow of EIB, flush rim blow. Anyway, you no know, flush is a piece of shit, too. AK, fat, lying piece of shit here. This thing that everybody ought to go to prison for using drugs except when he, when he has a little, you know, hillbilly heroin, AKA Oxycontin. You know, so then he has his beater nurse here. Buy him some pills here. <laughs> you know, loses his, you know, loses his hearing from ODing on the shit here. You know, 
I mean, just like most of these Republican pieces of shit. They're totally hypocrites. They don't believe in a Republican form of government. They don't believe in you know anything other than you know being fat pieces of shit here who think that they you know you know hit a triple because they were born on third base with a silver spoon up their mouth and up their ass here. Yeah, I, I, I see. I see these worthless pieces of shit. So I told Mark McKellar run against him. Later on, this character named Judas Knapp here, and he, you know, he said he, Mark Perkell didn't run, you know, didn't run for, didn't run for United States Senator against Ashcroft because you asked him to. Anyway, Mark Perkell got mad. He decided to go to San Francisco because he was tired of the Goyan pussy, paying for it one way or the other here, either by marriage or by essentially paying for it. And yeah, he acted like a Jew more before he ran off here to, uh, you know, he sort of betrayed a number of people, uh, you know, hillbilly Quakers here before he ran off from Springfield, Missouri to San Francisco. But anyway, he says, yeah, Judas, I call him Judas Knapp here. Yes, Judas, I am a self-loathing I'm a self-willing Jew boy here. Whenever, whenever that nasty Nazi Martin Linsen asks me to jump, I just say hi, how high, because I'm a self-willing Jew boy. <laughs> so, folks, I have had a long history of dealing with well, self-willing Jew boys here. You know, sometimes, sometimes, you know, sometimes, unless they're total kikes like Benjamin Netanyahu, you know, these Jew boys are sort of the two minds here. So, some of it, you know, I think every little Jew boy has a self-loathing streak here. I really do. Really do. <laughs> that meant the lie. Take a peek. <laughs> well, okay. I think this is the actual blushing Mary America. I think it is the real one here. I mean, shoot here. Uh, she, she, uh, <laughs> She really, she really, uh, <laughs> this is a real blushing Mary America here. In any case, T-Bag uh, Crisco here. Oh, by the way, by the way. Oh, Staten Island? I have no idea here. I have no idea. Associate Media Studies and P- Peter W. Goodman. Is this news here? I have no freaking idea. Let's go ahead and look see what this let's see what the hell old news kike looks supposedly looks like here. All right. Nah, I don't think that's news kike. Uh, Nina Samuel. Well, it looks like a little dot head. Probably a Jewess. Might be a dark little Palestinian Canaanite Jewess. No, I don't think, you know, I don't think that's the uh, news kike here. There's plenty, of, there's plenty of, you know, good ones here. You know what I mean? Logan is a <laughs> I don't know. I haven't heard from Logan for about a year and a half. I haven't heard from Logan for a year and a half here. Let's see. Sometime, let me see. Uh, he went, you know, he went all nutsoid on me in early August. You know, and it wasn't over. You know, by the way, by the way, uh, 
By the way, uh, uh, Dewey pointed out to me is if you are running around, if you're running around with, uh, you know, I was mad because Logan brought along not, you know, a woman, you know, much less an old one, old enough to be her mom here. And so I said, what boiled down to is Dewey pointed out to me is the chances are is a money thing here. Essentially, Logan wanted to go to Branson, so he used the excuse to come see me. Essentially, he was right. He was probably running off that old woman's money. When he came to Branson, you know, when he came here to see me, because what he did is after that big old blow up here, big old blow up. They probably, oh my God, they did go to Branson. Just pretty well, just a trip. It wasn't a trip to see me. It was a trip to go to Branson. That's what Dewey pointed out to me. I think, yeah, I think Dewey's right. Okay. <laughs> anyway, getting back to self-loathing Jew boys. Uh, <laughs> you know, folks. I mean, you know, peerless good manser is going to come back when he comes back here. There's plenty of you know. I, I I knew the character was a Jew even before I heard his name. You know, first time I was hearing him interview Brian Real, I knew the character was a Jew. You know, same little you know Jew York shitty kikishness here. <laughs> You know, you know what I mean? And uh, even before he says his name was Peter Goodman here. Jew, you know, this is what this is when I'm screen, you know, I'm being muted here, yelling at old, uh, you know, essentially yelling while he's interviewing old nigger lips here. Well, folks, you know, it, it's really been thanks. You know, it's really been thanks to actually listening. You know, thanks to Mona Montgomery uh, talking to Rabbi Finkelstein. Or Ron Doggett or Trader Glenn Miller or Wigger Squirrel talking to uh, Carolyn Yenta. Really. You, you, learn, you learn far more, far more listening to your enemies talking to their friends than you do overhearing what they say. Then really what you deal, I mean, as much... You know, you learn as much from you learn as much overhearing what they're you know saying among their friends here than you really do spying on them. Now, you can you can make assumptions, and I I do make assumptions here, but yeah, I'm learning really more. I'm doing that here. Let me see from the cave of treasures. <laughs> Who was that here? Uh let's see. Who saw that coming here? Uh from the Cave of Treasures. I guess I guess guest number twenty five had listened to Logan. Logan used to get a whole yeah, you know, well, sometimes you get a bunch of tarts, sometimes wouldn't hear. You know, I mean I think people are listening, you know. I mean download it. Download it while you can. Download it while you can. There's going to be a famine of the word, and especially a famine of the word of tard. Really, no shit. Hmm? Uh, 
Yes. Some some of you guys some of you guys have been listening to Logan quite a bit, Twin Mary here. You know what I mean? You think that uh, Logan? I don't know what. You know, then we like to talk shit about Logan here. You know, Logan, I mean, what, two years ago? A little bit over two years ago, between Christmas and New Year's, I mean, I said, Logan, let's not talk about this. And for, what, six months, he didn't talk about it. He had talked about it in June 2013. Just had to talk. Okay, Logan, we want to talk about it. That's fine here. Let's talk about it. I said, so it was an older woman who uh, couldn't, you know, I mean, Logan you know, Logan didn't say a single thing to me about bringing any woman. And I think, you know, looking back, I think Logan wanted to get caught. I think Logan wanted to get caught. And he did. You know, Harry Schwartz, ADL, informant, nah, that's not Logan here. Some of you guys, some of you guys, uh, you figure out who Logan is here, and I'm not going to confirm it or deny it. Okay? They call him Flipper, Flipper, faster than lightning. No one you see has arms like he, and we love Flipper. <laughs> anyway, where am I at here? Uh, <laughs> Everyone talks to you about this guy thought he was off the air. Uh, I'm not sure. Heard, you know, Mary, are you saying Logan or you heard Logan or you heard uh, Newskack on talk? She talked to his roomie in Brooklyn while he was off the air. Probably, probably that. I mean, what was what was funny? It wasn't just uh, that idiot, the intern, who pretty well thinked him out. You had another Jew boy. You had another Jew boy talking to him, essentially talking to Newskike as if he doesn't believe this shit about living in Iceland. I mean, essentially, it's time to go to Delhi right down the street here. You know, talking like he lived in Queens here. Now, I've never really stopped the truck in Staten Island, but I have I have delivered in Lower Manhattan, <laughs> you know, and Queens and Brooklyn, a couple times, and Jamaica, Jamaica, you know, this this, this shit ass place here, where they got this stuff from JFK Airport called Jamaica. <laughs> Places like Flatbush. You know, I, I I don't know what. Essentially, there was there was this thing where you had this uh, Jew named Henry Henry Winkler before he got be, you know before they got on taxi or whatever called the Lords of Flatbush. Flatbush is some place in either Brooklyn or Queens here. I think in Brooklyn, but I help I know here. So I I've been to Brooklyn and Queens. I've been to Long Island. <clears throat> you know, the worst was you know Lower Manhattan. That is definitely not meant for a truck. Definitely. Okay. Yeah, the intern was uh, <laughs> the intern was the intern. I call him an epileptic, retarded, you know, Jew boy faggot in a supposedly in a wheelchair here. You know that character was that. You know that character was nutty here. Now I, I'm missing a few teeth here. I've only got ten of them. You know, in my head here. I've lost. I've lost over two thirds of my teeth. 
But okay, Nimbuster's blog here. Blogspot.ro. Why well, did you click on that here? I understand the wish to continue here. Oh no, 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 no. Oh shit here. Oh shit. You lord. <laughs> I was gonna cut up easily. These are half miles. Oh, this is awful here. Great day, man. Who knows? Oh, no. <laughs> <What? laughs> Please go on a fucking nut. Don't like. <laughs> oh, this ain't very nice here. But oh well. Let's see. Now Tim and Scale almost fire. <laughs> okay here. <laughs> okay, this is very nice here. Let's stay here. <laughs> okay here. Yeah, here first here. Let's see. Okay, well, this is pretty nasty shit here. Homo porn. Nim busters. A place where friends meet here. Well, <laughs> September 6th. No Nim busters for a week here. <laughs> okay, well, this was a very nice shit. 2013? Oh, hell, you're talking shit about me? Let me see. September 21st, 2013. Okay. Well, what to say here? Where's he going to fucking die? Intern on the move. Well, what to say here? Get Nimbus retards who think they have fun here. Okay, well, I am not going to say that particular thing, although I did look at it. Flatbush is in, you know, Flatbush is in Brooklyn. Well, I bet it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, Hal Turner here. Anyway, folks, I'm going to take yet another break, and we will be Back in about four or five minutes here, they're about to play Meet the Uden Press here. So I'll I'll see what to talk about, you know, going on in the world. Pretty well, they've gotten done with the. Hopefully, they. Well, I don't know if they've gotten done with that. Charlie Hebdo or he do shit here because guess what? There's plenty of ragheads in France. Way to go ahead and shoot down Jews and Whiggers and ass clowns uh, who will supposedly get down on any white people remaining in Fogland here. I, I pretty well, the morning they had this, this big old meeting and all these here, little Jews and niggers and the rest here, holding arms or something like that here against white people, what few remain in France. Uh, when I see that, hey, only 25% if that, of frogs in Paris are actually white. I mean, shoot. Uh, you know, once I've seen that here, 
pretty well, you don't need to worry anymore. You know, just stick a fork in Frogland. It's done. So anyway, I'm going to take a break here and fill up a, you know, fill up a middling-sized jar of Dose Winsteads, and we will be back in about four or five minutes. Here we go.
You come to me when you wanted something, but a hundred ten hours all you could get. Now you're calling me with cussing and death threats. You say with a pisser, possibly eating much. Where, oh, where are you tonight? Why did you leave me here all alone? I searched the world over and saw my friend true love. You met another who was gone. Do you get when you fuck with you? A kite with a plan to burst your bubble. That's what you'll get for all your trouble. I'll never fuck with you. What do you get when you feel a kite? You do the entire world a great big favor.
Okay, we are back for what I think will be the last segment of, segment of momentary because I don't think anybody's going to call in tonight here. You know, everybody's just sitting around there. Reminds me of when I used to go fishing, and you'd have all these perch or these bluegills just sitting around waiting. You know, this is at a uh, what? It was just at a uh, strip, you know, strip mine pit here over in uh, Kansas. Here, of course, you also have some up around Minden Mines here. And that is uh, some of the best time to fish here is in April because these little big pits here, they they get warmed up real quick, you know, real early. You know what I mean? So anyway, where was I? Uh, old, uh, let me see, someone was asking about, uh, someone was asking about uh, why I wear this here little light on my head. Well, folks, back in the hovel, back in the hovel, why, you know, when I bought it way back at the tail end of 1987 for $3,000 here, it only had it only had one, you know, one complete line. It used to have a little big fuse box here. And essentially the electric wiring was essentially made out of aluminum. The wire was probably from 1935, 1940, something like that here. Had one little fuse box. So essentially I bought a, you know, you know, I bought a big circuit breaker, a square D circuit breaker, and pretty well we had copper wire and, you know, had this friend of mine, he did the electrician, he went ahead and raised it all over, but they kept the old, you know, essentially they made new lines, and essentially what happens, it had a bulb, it had a bulb right in the middle, right in the middle of the, uh, you know, right in the middle of the room here. And what happens is possums and coons and rats and what squirrels, whatever, all these varmints would get in there and sometimes if they were coons they would you know, they would wrestle each other up there here among the cellulose batting here and they knock the uh thing off for the uh the main for the main, uh, you know, the main part of the living room here, which was the original building. The kitchen was added on later. Uh, old Nelson Summy got it cheap here. So, hey, I got to the point where I bought, you know, I've seen this little bitty light here, which was, you know, done by three AAA batteries. And I said, hey, that's a wonderful thing here. So what I did is I got to where I was wearing the thing because, hey, you know, it's dark as hell in the, in the front room. You know, because, hey, uh, it doesn't have any new lighting here. Uh and essentially, sometimes it come on. Sometimes the bath, you know, it it still go on into the bathroom. So we took off a lot of the weight here. I went ahead and added, you know, lines to the front room, but not electrical outlets here. So hey, the light was for that here. But people would get to where, why are you wearing a light? You know, I, I mean, why are you wearing a light on your head here and it's not shining? I said, well, there's. There's one of two. There's one of two reasons here for that. Here, the first reason is that I'm a modern day Diogenes, looking for an honest man. You know, Diogenes he would run around with a lantern, supposedly in the middle of the day, supposedly looking for an honest man. Here, I said I'm a modern day Diogenes, looking for an honest man. That's the first reason. Oh, what's the second? Well, it's because I'm big dickus aboard. Now. Now, since I have these lights on here, I don't really need them so much. Uh, the other, you know, a week or so ago, I bought, they had, uh, you know, they had a deal on at Lowe's, 
and I bought a bunch of these uh, LED shop lights, 50 bucks. And what happens is it gives an un. It gives several hundred watts of the, you know, a power for the equivalent of 43 watts. The same thing as 43 watts, instead of having a little bit of yellow fluorescent bulb here, you have a whole bunch of lights, a lot of lights, a lot of light for 43 watts. And what I'll do is right now I have it turned on. But the question, why do you wear this light here? Well, what happens is that recently I told you that if you really want if you really want to prepare for the time to come ahead, really want to prepare for the time to come ahead, what you need to do, what you need to do is, you know, the, the best program to watch would be The Walking Dead. That would be the best program to watch because it's really the most accurate, really, when it comes down to it. Most accurate. Altogether, the most accurate. So, let's say, the most accurate, you know, the most accurate show is The Walking Dead, you know, to prepare. Because, folks, uh, what you're living at is you're living with these mamsers who are a little bit smarter than zombies, but not much. Wiggers, you know, not much smarter than zombies here. You know, when it comes down to it, they essentially are just critters who, you know, you know zombies want to carry your flesh from your bone. So do Whiggers and Mamsers and Niggers and the rest here. You know, they hate the white man. And, and the, the Whigger hates the, the Christian Israelite. So the second thing is that there used to be, oh, pictures of me sort of like the Terminator here. So I decided to be like the governor for my 10,000 Woolworths, have the administrator, the governor. And what happens is that I turn the thing on to the light and essentially act like I'm wearing an eye patch, but sort of like the Terminator 2 here. So I have a glowing, glowing red light, a glowing red light shining, you know, sort of like it's an eye patch, sort of like, you know, you know it's, a, it's a cross between the Terminator and, and uh, <laughs> the rest. And then the half beer just freaks people out here. So, hey. <laughs> I have quite a few tards looking at my YouTube video. Now, if Zog Babylon does go ahead and kill my ass here, well, hey, I'll be I'll be sort of famous like uh, what the hell was his name? What the hell was this critter's name here? Uh, uh, the guy who shot up the guy Holmes character name Holmes here. Now, when he shot up, when he went ahead and shot up. This uh, movie theater in Aurora, Colorado, which I've been told that you know we come into sort of like a a nigger town suburb of Denver. I I remember way back in 1984, I was driving a truck and they delivered a load of coffee to the Albertson Warehouse in Aurora, Colorado. It used to be a fairly nice place, but now it's just you know covered with niggers. Anyway, this guy goes ahead and shoots them, and when he is apprehended. It reminds me of Monday morning at Biggs. You have all these, you know, you know this Holmes character is looking essentially with the same look of, God, I fucked up. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm so fucked From my gather, they are choosing jurors 
And he is pleading not guilty by reason of insanity. Essentially, he is guilty as hell, but he's saying he's insane. Folks, I believe this character is insane. There's plenty of nutty people fucked up. I think he's part Jew, too. You know, sort of like this Joe Lee Lofter, another crazy Jew boy. And so they're going through the motions, and they, you know, essentially he's a, he's, a, he's a fucked up Jew boy with, you know, who has Peter Duncan issues here. Folks, when I seen this character two and a half years ago, looking the way he did, I said, oh shit, reminds me of Monday morning at Biggs. I mean, you'd see a lot. I mean, I'd see on the face of these nuts at Biggs on Monday morning. <laughs> oh, the weekend's over. Oh, another wonderful week here at Biggs. Duh. Hey, I believe the character's nutty as hell here. You know, but then he's a Jew boy. He's suffering from Peter Duncan. So anyway, uh, was filled with, you know, Filled with, uh, you know, Jew boys too here. Folks, that's what you have here. Right now, right now, you have old, you know, the nigger, the yellow yid nigger, and you're having this Jew, this piece of shit Jew, coming to address Congress. And he's been called by the repulsive cunts. Now, the repulsive cunts, they're not the party of white men. People think that they are. Idiots think they are. They're not here. In fact, they hate white you know, people more than, you know, more than Democrats, I do sometimes here. It's a Republican Congress, which has said is that, quote, white supremacists cannot run for federal, state, or local office. By the way, I need to put up on my webpage about me running for mayor. But in case, uh, you know, where was I here? You know, hey, Mayor Granby here. I'll have, a, I'll, have a third, I'll have a third lawsuit running. One against my brother, you know, for essentially colluding, colluding with the quote, guardian man litem and these two judges to go ahead and, you know, kill my mother. I mean, folks, we, we have Civil War situation going on. Folks, you talk about terror here. Folks, your odds of being, you know, being like this poor Japper here. What happens? They're, they're, they, they've already gone ahead and chopped off the head of the Jew journalist here, which was, I thought, the best one here. But the mongrel, the mongrel Anglo-Mestizo journalist here. And then, you know, for number two, they, they went ahead and, Cut off the head of the Jew here. I love that. Oh, the Jew down the road. Anyway, they they went. They ran through. They ran through. You know the Wigger hostage. I think they had. A, I think they had a split tail. You know. I mean, I would like to see her head get chopped off. But now, what happens is now they're reduced to you know chopping the head off of jappers. You know, just chopping the head off of jappers here. And I guess the Jappers are such big pussies here. But not, you know, not near as big a pussy as Vogelings, but essentially they chopped the head off or they cut the head off of a Japper here. And now they're talking about, you know, fighting global terror. Well, shit, shit you know, they want to go ahead and whack the Jews here first. But they're going to have Netanyahu, he's going to go ahead and bitch here, and Iran, and all this other shit here. I'm watching Meet the Uden Press here, and there's some sort of 
old Whigger, old Whigger, who, uh, Hugh Hewitt, the Hugh Hewitt Show. I don't know who the hell Hugh Hewitt is. Maybe I'll go ahead and look here. But that, that's, what, that's what you have. You have, you know, fighting global terror. Well, I got a real good idea. Don't fight global terror. Essentially, let the ragheads chop each other's heads off all they fucking want to in Afghanistan and Iraq and the rest of You used to have this shit when Saddam Hussein ran things. I mean, what he would do is he'd just, oh, you know, like a sod. Well, you know, what, what a sod did is back in, what, the, early, the late 70s, early 80s, he had a problem with ragheads acting up. So he did the... Uh, he went ahead and got his artillery out, and he leveled the entire fucking town and killed 10,000 people, and <laughs> that was a good old case. Now now we have, you know, essentially a Jew journalist gets his head chopped off here by ISIS, which is uh, pretty well the uh, dog false front that we uh, tried to, you know, get to uh, overthrow Assad Bashir. Assad Bashir decided he wasn't going to have any of this shit, so he got out of his army and he, he went ahead and shot them. So now they're now they're running off into the desert and they're chopping off the heads of zoggling Jews and now Jappers. 10,000, 10,000, 40 years ago. <laughs> 10,000, 40 years ago, and not, nobody, you know, they, they whine a little bit, but, you know, 15 minutes is over now. Who gives a shit about 10,000? 10,000 10, fucking ragheads being killed by the head raghead, you know, by artillery. <laughs> you know, the whole entire fucking town, whatever. Now we got to whine like pussies because some dead Jew journalist or some japper got his head chopped off in a fucking YouTube video. <laughs> We're going to talk about fighting the global war on terrorism here. I mean, I don't know. You know, when you look at that way, it seems sort of fucked up, don't it? It really sort of fucked up. Okay? So, <laughs> uh, okay, here. Uh, where was I at here? Oh yeah, you see the sort of you see the sort of skank here, this white, you know, blonde, blue-eyed skank for the oil company, sort of like Laura Linney, you know, yapping about hydraulic fracturing, the people, America's oil and natural gas industry, as if, as if now that oil is priced below forty-five dollars a barrel, that somehow they're going to continue to be able to fracture that oil. You know, drill all these million-dollar wells when they can't even make it a go. What was a hundred dollars a barrel? In case, uh, you know, folks, that's what I'm looking at on Meet the Union Press here. All the stupid shit here. All the stupid shit, folks. The reason you have fighting, you have all this fighting in the Ukraine. In the Ukraine is that hey, it's on Babylon decided that they were going to go in and give Russia a hard time. So they overthrew the Democratic, around this time last year, they overthrew the democratically selected, the democratically selected government of Ukraine. And then they whined because old Putin decided to take back the Crimea, 
They've been given away by, what, you know, Khrushchev back in 1958. And now they don't like the fact is that the Eastern Ukrainians don't want to be part of the Jew-run Zog Babylon. The Jew-run Zog Babylon. So anyway, I'm, you know, you know, so essentially they started a war. Oh, by the way, they're talking about these people who are wanting to run for repulsive scam president here. It looks like Swillery is going to be selected unless the Democrats can get Elizabeth Warren, Warren a.k.a. poker hot ass, or find another nigger, find another Jew nigger from Kenya or Tanzania or Tanganyika or Zanzibar or wherever, or Ferguson. Let's see, you have Suntorum, you have Governor Mike Fuckabee, oh, another, you know, another tedious tard here, Sarah Palin, Governor Scott Walker, oh, good, well, Squawker, Texas, you know, Texas Ranger, uh, Rick Perry, you have all these tards here, Jim, Boosh, and maybe even old Mittens, Mittens for the third time, oh, great, Mittens. Dog operated going do 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 So anyway, I'm looking at Nora Donna. It looks like she's gotten a little bit fat here over the years here. Or last year or so. She's getting look middle aged here. Kelly O'Donnell. Okay. So anyway, they're going to Iowa. They're gathering up in Iowa. They're all gathering up in Iowa too. They'll essentially pretend that they're going to run for president and even talk about Sarah Palin? Oh, goody. Oh, goody. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know why everybody says I'm crazy here, although, you know, just because just because I was locked up in the nut house illegally, I don't think I'm that crazy. Hmm? Speaking of which... Speaking of which, I end up talking to the son of this guy I met in the nut house, and I'm trying to tell him to unblock his phone so his dad can call him and try to get his son to go ahead and send him a little bit of money. Okay? Let's see. Uh, <laughs> old, old Fuckabee, why, he's going to run for president. He's on Meet the Union Press in Kansas City MO, KCMO. I mean, hell, you got all these characters. They want to be president, but they don't really want, they don't really want to support the white man. They don't want to do anything for the white man other than live off of him. And folks, if any of you have been listening to this show, just go look at the news like I do. Let's see, I see this Chuck Tard, and I see old fucking me. And they both look like they got a little bit of Anglo mestizo in them. Even if they were white, they'd be Quigers. They don't they don't care for white people here. But you have more and more Anglo mestizos running around, acting like they are going to tell the white man what to do, and they're going to make the white man pay for things here. I, I wish uh, I had recorded more what Dewey Tucker said because essentially what boils down to is it's all there to where. You have more and more white people paying more and more taxes. The niggers don't pay taxes. The mansers don't pay taxes. 
The Beaners don't pay taxes. The Jews don't pay taxes. So essentially, then you have to go ahead and supposedly print money, although it's not really printing, it's not really money. So as a result, there's no really anything other than just simply a scam run with nothing being done, nothing being made here. I went for a conversation with Dewey Tucker talking about cinder blocks. So I said, I bought some cinder blocks. And no, they were concrete blocks. They weren't cinder blocks. They were not using cinders to make aggregate to make essentially lighter blocks for actual construction. So, or should we make him pay? Oh, Mike Huckabee, bringing in more beaners here. Folks, if beaners are so good for America, why the hell are they running out from Mexico here? Ain't there plenty of beaners in Mexico? Why in the world Why in the world are they running from Mexico to America here, even though America has become more and more fucked up here? Why? Because it's less fucked up than it is in Lagos, Nigeria, or Cuba, or Mexico, or any other place here. Our standard of living is going down, 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 down. Because there's fewer and fewer white people, really. Really, there's fewer and fewer white people. Well, yeah, they're running out of, you know, they're running out of white people to live off of. And folks, I would urge you not to well, sort of like my brother here. My brother, my brother deliberately drove off my sister and drove off, drove off, oh, my, uh, oh, my brother's widow. And I'm talking to my sister and, hey, her two kids, her two sons. You know, her oldest one is stolen from Mama. Her youngest one is a drunkard. Pretty well, pretty well. They don't really want to marry and have children of their own here. They, well, they don't want to chase after women who have their own kids and don't want to have any with them. My brother's my brother's son, you know, bitching to Dewey. I said, shoot, you know, thanks to my stupid brother's widow adopting a nigglet here. Very first, as far as I know, nigger named Winstead. Now my stupid nephew is talking about marrying his nigger girlfriend, and there's going to be plenty of niggers named Winstead. I'm, you know, Dewey didn't really feel for me because there's plenty of niggers named Tucker here, and that's what's different, you know. I mean, Tucker is a sort of English name, as in Tucker out. You know, I mean, you, you've always been used to having some niggers named Tucker. I've never been used to having niggers named Linstead here. So I'm going to have a bunch of them. My brother thinks it's funny. <laughs> he is one little, he is one little baby piglet. The hippo, the hippo won't let him squeeze out any more. So, guess what? Guess what? They've taken my grandchildren. 
So who do I give my ability to create something to? Hmm? The answer is nobody. The only thing I really have is civil war. That's why I like it so much. Someday I'm going to die, and I really look forward to Vogue Babylon. I'm being like a bunch of dogs here, and I have a Viking funeral here. I hate this system. I want to die. But yeah, they're running out of white people, and I'm looking at the politics of social issues, and you have old fucking me yapping about same-sex marriage. You have him yapping about, let's say, so we're going to somehow have America when you have a bunch of beers. But it's not Babylon is a proposition nation. No, it's not. It's like every mighty evil empire that's destroyed its very own population here. I'm reading this book about Augustus Caesar. And Augustus Caesar, well, he tried, he tried, I mean, folks, under Julius Caesar, Julius Caesar tried to create ten times as many new citizens as Augustus Caesar did. Augustus Caesar tightened down to what say, hey, look, folks, we need more Romans. We need to pass laws to where the patrician women have more children, even though Caesar Augustus killed plenty of the high class at the end of the Republican era going after those who had killed Julius Caesar. I'm sort of thinking here. I think Julius Caesar, by March 15th of 44 B.C., would have gone ahead and rubbed, rubbed his, you know, the, you know, the, Idiotic degenerates, you know, reactionary degenerates nose in their own shit after he'd whipped them all, you know, whipped them all off, whipped them all in Greece and then later in Egypt, you know, chopped off Ptolemy's head. And then in North Africa, by the time he was there, he was just tired of fucking with it here. He was past his prime, and I think Julius Caesar wanted to get assassinated, to become a god, the divine Julius. And so he dismissed his lictors, his bodyguards, and showed up in front of a whole bunch of the little men, the little, the little uh, pussified, you know, uh, you know, good man here, bonos, whatever. And he wanted to get killed, so he so he got murdered. And then his great great nephew Octavian put an end to the Roman civil wars, the late republic, by doing away with the late republic. Now, he pretended that the Senate still mattered, but it didn't. He was nothing more than a bunch of ass lickers. And so his stepson, Tiberius, knew they were a bunch of ass lickers. Didn't really want to be emperor, but hey, nobody else was capable of it. So hey, he became emperor. Then you had somebody who really wanted to be emperor called Caligula. 
then Claudius, and then Nero, and that was the end of the Julian Claudius. It lasted, what, around 90 years or so, their dynasty? Maybe you can make, you know, you add Julius into it. You can maybe add, what, 110, 112. So then you no longer had a free Senate. You no longer had a Republican. And, you know, you roam here. Some of them may have, yeah, but mainly it's just bullshit. I don't know if you've seen Gladiator with Marcus Aurelius. Marcus Aurelius was no Republican. He was a tail end. He was a tail end of the next group of fairly good kings established by Nerva. And when he died, he decided he wasn't going to do the same thing. He was going to have his working son, Commodus, of his own loins, take over. And Commodus was a piece of shit. But he didn't have more falls. But this time, Rome was not comprised of Romans anymore. There weren't really any Romans that he left anymore. The empire was just simply whatever happened to be militarily strong at the time did. And Rome declined and declined and declined. So by the time of 476, you had people opening up the gates to invaders because they had had enough. They had had enough. Okay? So yeah, that's what you have here. You have fewer and fewer white people able to maintain anything. So why should we worry? Hmm? There's hardly there's hardly any white people left. Certainly not in Christian identity. What you have in CI Destry is, well, nigger knows Jews with another mongrel pretending that he's an Israelite. He's not. You know, I, I listened to, I thought it was sort of funny. Brother Nairian, he doesn't believe in freedom. Well, hey, he's whining like, he like a pussy. He's whining like a pussy here. Now, I didn't pick up my house according to his liking. And I didn't. Folks, part of the, part of the good things about having stuff here is when you have a cluttered house here, a cluttered hovel, people don't think you're rich. I maintain this house you know, a lot better picked up here than I certainly did down at the hovel. Okay? But folks, I've got to the point where I don't worry about any of this stuff here. Folks, you have all these people in the Bible. Listen to Codney. He's pissing and moaning. He has both has Eli, the, you know, the Chicago support Jew. And he has another tar named Charles Giuliani. Truth hurts here. This is what he has. He has every little bit of tarred in the bowel movement. And he is, you know, he is right, making fun of Andre the Nigger Angling. I mean, shoot. Andre the Nigger Angling and his daily spermer. Alex Linder. Alex Linder bleeding out the ass. A Jew. Strong Black. 
and David Duck, who sucked out every single Zogbuck. I mean, essentially, you know, Stormfront is all here, a Zogball flag designed to suck out any money, any time, any attention here. Like someone said last year, he said, hey, when I first seen Stormfront, you know, same way with VNN, I thought it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. And then one day, a decade later, I woke up and figured out what the hell had I done with my time or I'd done with my life. Nothing. This show, this show, I do not prepare for this show any more than about a half hour worth. Essentially, the very first half hour is my monologue. Everything else after that is really, eh, what the hell, nothing much. Not important. I'm looking at, I'm looking at Meet the Juden Press here whining about this, that, or the other thing. Oh, by the way, they're bitching. You know, the biggest story was whether or not some ass clown had deflated a fucking football in the playoffs. That's what, yeah, that was what the biggest news here. Even more than the little blizzard coming in. Well, folks, you have, you have a bunch of, well, during the wintertime, you know, contrary to the story about global warming, you have cold weather coming in from Canada. Oh, no. Oh, no. Cold air coming in from there. But, hey, they had to talk about bigger balls. Did some piece of shit underinflate a nigger ball? Now, folks, I have a question. Let's say, let's say these nigger balls were uninflated. You know, they were downlift. Doesn't that mean that the opposing team got to play with a deflated nigger ball? I mean, essentially, both sides, both sides got to play with a deflated nigger ball. So essentially, you know, the team that wasn't as good here, it lost because it wasn't as able to play with an underinflated nigger ball as the good crooked team, which underinflated maybe or maybe didn't the nigger ball. Hmm? <laughs> I mean, this is this is the sort of stupid shit, which is number one in the news here. I mean, hey, you know, maybe. <laughs> You know, I have no idea what how the news kike would pitch that, but hey, does it really matter? Does it really freaking matter? Ten years from now, Zog Babylon is still around ten years from now. I tend to doubt it, but let's say Zog Babylon around ten years from now. Now I remember I remember being locked up in that house. And what I heard was, get your loan at Ditech and Smiling Bob. Natural male enhancement. So essentially, you had you had a you had a choice of a car loan or some free you know some free some free pills or natural male enhancement, which would make you give you the dick and death. Now, so, 
<laughs> in short, they want you they want you to go ahead and owe a bunch of money to a fat Jew, bitching about losing another loan to die tech, or they want you to be smiling boob who has natural male enhancement here. That's what you know that's what you know, that's what ten years ago America was about here. Now we're bitching about you know under underinflated nigger balls. The fact that during the winter time, cold air comes down from Canada, and thanks to Zog Babylon, we end up having maniacs who chop off, who chop off the heads of Jew reporters and Jappers, Jap reporters. Well, at the same time, we, we go ahead and we look, and we see fewer and fewer and fewer and fewer white people. Folks, you know, what, what, what got me about Charlie Hebdo was the same thing got me about Newtown. Not that crazy Jew boys go ahead and shoot things up or crazy ragheads go ahead and shoot piece of shit frog, you know, frog pinkos and faggots, and Jews, hey, you know, that's, that's what they should do, really. That's what they should do. What gets me is you go ahead and look like two years ago, you see only about a third, only about a third of the critters of Newtown being what I would call white people. And a week and a half ago, you see only 25% of the frogs being what I would call white frogs. All I see is just nigger animals running amok. Beasts in the field running amok. Right now they're talking about this six foot, seven foot two nigger named, it used to be named Lou Alcindor way back when. Sort of like Muhammad Ali used to be known as Cassius Clay. That was a slave name. Now he's Kareem Abdul Jabbar, and he's a. He's probably a nice nigger who has done very well for himself here. So he doesn't have to well, doing carjackings or anything like that here. Well, folks, if he was just born Kunta Kinte and he lived in Africa, why well, hell, he'd be running around, he'd be running around dishing out clitorectomies and humping goats and dying of AIDS here if he lived in Africa, okay? That's what he'd be doing. So do I give a shit about Muslim in America? Why do we have Muslims in America? What do we need Muslims in America? What do we need beers in America? What do we need Jews in America for? All these critters tell us about how we need to have more sub-animals in, you know, in our country. Sub-animals who will do nothing other than be a curse. At best, they'll just simply take. At worst, they'll simply kill. We think we're going to benefit from this shit? Hmm? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. Not going to happen. Right now, I'm just sort of 
I'm just sort of hanging on here, watching the rest of the Meet the Union press. I think I'm going to call it. A, I think I'm going to call it night at two o'clock my time. About fifteen minutes or so or less here. <laughs> so, old Shill O'Reilly. Shill O'Reilly, he's yapping about how, uh, you know, I mean, you, you, you'll go ahead and come across good niggers. They'll bring up good niggers as if, yeah, we all, we all have more niggers living with us. We all have more Muslims. We all have more beaters living next to us here. I don't know what, I don't know what it is, but, you know, in Granby, we have, we have a nigger or two. Not too many, but we actually have some gooks in the hill. In Granby, what the hell is Granby doing with gooks? Do we really need gooks? Hmm? In Granby? What are we going to do with gooks? Let's say, you know, let's, you know how the gooks are probably not as dangerous as the niggers, but, you know, in some ways they're more dangerous than niggers because, hey, if left to it, they would take over if they could here. But, folks, why do you worry about what happens to the figures here? Folks, my own brother. Go ahead and kill my mom, and here he has a bunch of other figures who have plenty of stuff here. But, hey, they've got to because they don't like me. They've got to go ahead and help my brother. Get away with killing my mother. I look. I look at these people having for this children's haven dot org. They're going to go ahead and I guess try to steal what few remaining white children remain that poor white people have here. You know what I mean? Now, sooner or later, sooner or later, there's not going to be hardly any white children left here. And folks, you don't see, you know, you see, you see, I, you know, look at this crap about the Oscars. You have this faggot here. You know, he's a clever faggot. All right, he's a clever, smart faggot. What Neil Wayne Harris or something like that here. And he got another. He got a faggot wigger with him here, and essentially they. They squirted their squirt here, some surrogate, you know, wigger pussy here. So they got little, they got little, wanna, you know, little baby boys who they'll treat, you know, raise up to be, you know, baby wigger boys who they'll raise up to be faggots, I guess. Who knows here? So go ahead and look at it, and I guess we're all supposed to be tolerant of faggotry. Tolerant of beaners, tolerant of niggers, tolerant of Jews, tolerant of all this stupid shit that's coming our way. How dare us look? How dare we look? Or he says, how long is this going to last? How long is your little wonderful, digenic, piece of shit world to where you steal grandchildren? You know, I mean, hey, you know, what, what's all Babylon? Nick K is done. They've gone ahead and taken away my future and let my brother kill my past. Father and mother killed. 
grandchildren taken away. Well, so I have nothing but hate really left here. That's why I like seeing what's going on here. I would be really in despair if I didn't believe in Yahweh. I can be disgusted here at nigger-nosed kites coming in and shit-skinned nigger-lipped mongrels and uh, brother libertoon, libertoon, shit-skins running around pretending to be white. Um, look at this line where you're yapping about underinflated nigger balls. You know, that's a hell of a deal here. Diggers, you know, wiggers yapping about stupid shit like overinflated or underinflated nigger balls. Hmm? That's what we got in this country here. I mean, I keep, I keep saying about the uh, the German general staff here. Pretty well at the beginning of the death of the Western world, you know, start in 1914. How years from now to where, guess what? The Western white world decided to rip itself apart here. And the ones that benefited from it was these Jews. But they didn't, they're not going to benefit, you know, from forever here. Because being parasites, they will suck and suck and suck. There's nothing left here. Now laugh at Benjamin Netanyahu here. Oh, Benny Netanyahu, he's going to come because the Republicans invite him because the nigger, Jew, faggot, Kenyan, whatever. He's not sucking enough. He's not sucking enough Jew dick, even though he's run by the Jews, even though he has the Jews running up his asshole and running his nigger lips there. Blah, 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 blah. My, we're going to go ahead and bring the Jew boy to uh, the car, talk to the Congress to embarrass the nigger. Really? How's that going to work? What's that going to accomplish? Hmm? I don't think anything. That's what we have in this country. Where you can believe and say whatever you want as long as it is degenerate. As long as it's stupid. As long as it's dishonest. As long as it's immoral. You can can say whatever you want here, but if you dare say the truth, you go ahead and express that really you don't have much use for all this perversion. You have nothing, you have no use for degeneracy. You have no use for shit. But you're a hater. You're intolerant. How dare you say, don't do like that. But the people who rule us, are they really strong? Are these policemen really very strong? Hmm? Yeah, the more generous. The more degenerate the wider is accepted. Books. When you have people who have nothing left to lose, and they decide they're not going to support Zog Mablon, much less 
live in peace with Fog Mountain, but they're going to decide is that you destroy a white family, one way you can pay for it. I don't really care what's in your head. I don't really care if you're going to claim, I meant well. No, you didn't mean well. You meant, you meant evil. You did evil because that is your intent here all along. Now you live in a country or a nation here where essentially you have nothing but evildoers around you. You have another you know, piece of the shit here. None of them are able to produce anything. None who are able to grow a bushel of wheat, or a bushel of corn, or raise a chicken, or a child. Yeah, these creatures coming from these shitholes that they came out of because, hey, they weren't able to create anything. They're still wishing that the Belgians would go back to the Congo, but they're not. So, folks, what are you going to do then here? And the answer is, I don't know. I like the way things are going. It just ain't going downhill fast enough for me. Hello. Folks, I don't think anybody's going to go ahead and call in. Let's see how long I've talked here. 54 minutes. Well, it's about the time I think I call it a night here. You know, meet the Uden Press. Meet the Uden Press, because that's what we have, just a Uden Press here, a Jew Press. That's all we got. Me, what I need to do before Wednesday is I need to settle down next to the next to the last minute and simply point out is that, hey, folks, I agree with you. I agree with you. There is no rule of law. I agree with you. Whoever's in power can do whatever the hell he wants to. If he wants to go ahead and, like Nebuchadnezzar, turn the children of Wiggers into eunuchs and spade breeders, that's fine by me here. Turn them into Shat Daniel or Danielle. Folks, I am talking about a solution. The solution to the problem of evil is to do away with evildoers. The problem too, this late, you know, just like the Roman, just like the Roman Republic, you know, found out here because hey, the Roman Republic was dying. They'd been dying for a hundred years, and for a hundred years it engaged in a lower and lower and lower series of lawlessness to where they had lost, thanks to success, thanks to conquering the known world, they had lost their ability to rule here. It was essentially a bunch of crooked bastards here who didn't care for the overall people, the founding stock. So, hey, they wanted to bring in more slaves here. They wanted to get to where they didn't have any men to man their armies. So as a result, the only time they won a war was when they were killing each other. Now occasionally, 
a dictator would arise, a new general, and he would he would kill people. He would overturn rule law. He would take he would take from the opposing faction, and he would essentially kill them and take their property. And that's what we have in America. It's just going to go ahead and get faster and faster and faster and faster and faster. And that's what's going to happen here. Me, I love the Civil War that is coming. I love screaming. I'm going to love the bloodshed. That's inevitable. But unlike, unlike in Rome, there's not going to be, you know, folks, I I promise answers here. I, I, I say is that, hey, folks, we can indeed kill our way out of this problem. We can do it by essentially first killing or allowing to die 90% of the workers. We can save the white race through civil war, through racial war, through holy war. We can save the white race. That is how the white race is going to be saved here. Folks, the news of the Great Tribulation is the gospel. It is the good news. Yahweh, you know, essentially Christ has promised that all these problems will be solved. It's going to be solved by a theocratic military dictatorship when things will be set in order under Yahweh's law. But there will be no nigger-nosed Jews here. There will be no Chicago Sephardic Jew boys. There's not going to be any Sephardic Melungeon pisser possums. There's not going to be any Ashkenazi serial wannabe polygamists with their nuts cut. Melungeons. There's not going to be any adult-painted There's not going to be any tards running around. We're going to solve anything. They're running around with little Mongol heads, you know, the little chicken Mongol heads, essentially cut off. The problems of Zog Babylon is going to be solved just like every problem with every mighty evil empire that does its best to destroy is founding stock here while at the same time thinking as parasites do is that there will always be a Whigger to live off of who will be your slave, slave of the nigger, slave of the Jew, slave of the beaner, when they're not even able to take care of themselves anymore because they're such chicken heads. There's going to be an end to this. And so, Folks, the end's going to be through civil war. Through civil war, too. So anyway, I think I am going to call it a night. I think I'm going to go ahead and say, Hail victory. Hail we bless. Good night.
White men clad in black are waiting by and will stamp out broad tyranny. Ayayaho. White men go, revolt home. On the city roof, let the red cock crow. White men go, civil war ho. On the courthouse lawns, let red blood flow. Adam Dell, Danny, disband, carry lay ice. All who was them, the ruling man, carry lay ice. White men go, revolt ho. On the city roof, let the red cock crow. White men go, civil war ho. On the courthouse lawns, let red blood flow. Oh, white man, their rifles shoot. The Jews are laid low. On struggling next week, stomp our boots to stamp out God's woe. White men go, wave ho. On the city roof, let the red cock crow. White men go, civil war ho. On the courthouse lawns, let red blood flow. She must only love his great hi-yah-yo-ho. The love of God our only need. Hi, ho White men go, wave ho on the city roof, let the red cock crow. White men go, civil war ho on the courthouse lawns, let red blood flow. We'll conquer for our cause is right. Hi-yah-yah-ho, our sons won't have to go and fight. Hi-yah-yah-ho, white men go, revolt-ho, on the city roof, let the red cock crow. White men go, civil war-ho, on the courthouse lawns, let red blood flow.